As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You ever think about quitting? It's the combat of life, hammering the snot out of you. Well, stand by, dig in deep, and get ready to get fired up with us. Welcome to the Team Never Quit Podcast, the number one podcast that inspires you to fight on. I'm your host, David Rutt Rutherford, here with Mr. Never Quit himself, Marcus Luttrell. Our mission is to help you embrace the suck of life, to teach you the values of working your ass off, and to interview the most hard-charging people on planet Earth. We know life is hard. It's time for you to suck it up, buttercup, and let us teach you to persevere in every environment imaginable by sharing real-world lessons learned by those who never quit. That's right. It's time, Marcus, for us to help them defeat the well, negative you insurgency up, in their lives. You fire me up, Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's roll. Let's roll. All right, here we go. This is the 100th show, all right? So let's be on point. Let's not be turds. All right. <laughs> What's the greatest opening theme is? Bomb, 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 bomb. Not that. Bomb, 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 <laughs> try, bomb, bomb. No, bomb. That's not it. Try it again. What is it? Dun, dun, that history dun, of the world? Dun, yeah. What is it? What's the hitch? Come up with it. Let me hear it. Why does Darth Vader come to mind? No, it's the hit. <laughs> it's bum 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 bum. Oh no! What was the one uh, greatest that. sports where the agony of defeat? There's the whoop. There it is. What's the name Remember of that? that? Remember bum, bum, NBC's? Bum, bum. Yeah. What is that? The, the Olympics. It's the Olympics thing. Can you sing the whoop? There it is. Song. No, not for the hundred show. That sucks ass. No, can you just sing it. Whoop! There it is. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even get whoop there it is like a programmable monkey whoop there it is. you gotta just press the buttons <laughs> hey, what the was switch. That? what's that what's that song on jock jams that was so that created jock jams you don't do this to me because you know oh, like we that's are the completely champions? blacked out in my mind that's right, right remember you it? did that oh, to we me had before that conversation, he had no Blast. idea what jock jams was I had no idea all right what is the yeah, old... and then I think I no. told you to go learn. You did, and, and I did. For our 100th show, you, we talk about it. Remember and we said that, Wizard? Didn't we say that, Wizard? <laughs> no. Good point. <laughs> that's not accurate. I know that's not accurate. Good, good point. What is the greatest en- entry theme music... 
Dun, Let's dun, get dun, ready dun. to. Yeah. You want to do that? That's, that's Buffer, right? No, that's older Buffer, not Bruce. Brother is, Buffer. Yeah. Let's get ready. Yeah, because the other one is, it's time. Yeah, it's time. That guy fires me up, man. Oh, when he dude, does I, that. Sa- I, I think I like that one better. It's time. And people around the Electric. World. Yeah, Electric. you knew there was a fight on. It was awesome. All right. It's got to be the Rocky. You know Okay. Eye of the Tiger. Let's do that one. I mean. Yep. What was the question? What do I start out with? What do I open with? Oh, what's the with? best opening yeah, music? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The good one. That good? Does everybody think like that's you don't count. You don't get that <laughs> up your pick. Come on. Unless you got something. That was mean and cool. Yeah, you have you something great. Rocky? Rocky? Yeah. Rock? Yeah. Sean. This what, is your moment. What do we Rocky what works? Dun 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 dun. Huh? I don't even know what that fucking song is. Why are you doing that right, to me? I'll, I'll pull it up, man. Just, I'll find just, it. Just go with the dun 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 that that every that's our generation. We talk about movies. It's Rocky. All right, here we go. Ready? Brother, where are you? I'm on the next one. You Remember I told you about the Joes in Philly? The, yeah. The cops, when they take us around yeah. on, on the tour, man, over to where the Rocky statue, Philadelphia is awesome, It's man. a great city. City <laughs> of brotherly love. You walk where, around to that statue and, and hear that song going in your head. Oh, how can you walk anywhere in Philly they not to hear those this? statues in every state. It's kind of like a, <laughs> like a motivational thing. At the Capitol. <laughs> like at the state line. Welcome to Missouri. Welcome to Washington. Thank you for visiting Montana. becomes governor of Texas, we'll talk about that. We'll put the Rockies. He's not going to do that. He'll put like what? Sam Houston statue. All right. There is a Sam Houston statue. It's the biggest statue. What's up? I I, I know. That's why I wanted to talk about it, right? Bearcat. Oh. (laughs) Well, what would Sam Houston's fight song be? Oh, man. Dude, he... He had some of that Indian warrior in him. Yeah. So he had like, have, you ever of, have you ever heard of an Indian war drum? Dude, I've always wanted to go to a powwow, man. But before we talk about Your brain that. brain cells are having a powwow. <laughs> Dude, that hurts no, my feelings. No, maybe should have a powwow. Moving on. All right. Welcome to the Team Never Quit podcast. This is our 100th show. Bum, 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 bum. Unbelievable. 100, dude. Mm. 100. That's something. What do you think about that, Apples? I still remember standing down by the barn talking about even uh, we were sitting this up for the first time. Yeah. But like, when you came over, I hadn't seen you in forever. And, it's like two years or so, right. yeah. And then uh, you came up here, and I didn't see you for about a day and a half, two days. <laughs> I was amazed at what you did. It's pretty cool because I'm high and senior friend, but I see you holding tables in and <laughs> You're like, large what? boxes. <laughs> I was waiting for the bed to come in. And I was like, what's what? up, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I had to be as stealthy as possible in order to kidnap your media room. 
And you know, good job. well, getting past the boss later. That was the problem, and and you know, she walks in now, and we still now we've got all the soundproofing. We've got you we know, all, it was a slow yet deliberate takeover. <laughs> <laughs> and then now we got this. Yeah. No, no, because in the beginning we'd break it down. Right, right. right. And then After we, I cleaned it, up. left it up <laughs> once. <Yeah. laughs> That's hilarious. Do you remember? I remember the first one, man. I mean, are you kidding me? No. Well, that was our our first ever interview was Diane, right? Diana Nyad. Thank you, Diana. Yeah, thank you for doing this off. That was the first one. And man, I remember being like, dude, Marcus has done four gazillion interviews on the other side of the mic. What's he going to be? And it was like, holy cow. It was like, you'd been doing it for a thousand years, man. And it was just like, bam. And right then is when I knew... Dude, we were, it was going to work. Man, I didn't, I, I'm glad you thought that because that's not what was going on in my head. Difficult team guy, right? <laughs> you, you would look, we'd finish, you'd be like, how was that? I'd be like, dude, that was awesome, man. That was the big question because in the beginning, I wasn't, I was physically not here. You I were, was at work. So and we kind of wish we could go back to that. Skype conversations, and setting we kinda, equipment up. And we kind of wish we could that. go back to that. Oh, <laughs> oh, do you? Yeah. Watch this. Dare me. No, don't you. <laughs> now you don't even exist. Click, clang. <laughs> your mouth is right and checks your ass, cake. Gosh. Oh, hey, nice. Hey, uh, and then the, when the wizard did show up the first day, he, he cut off his hand off my spear. Oh, God, is Leonidas throw? That's how you That's how you work your way in here. You guys you hear that? You got to spill blood. Yeah. You gotta stick around. I'm we, not worried about him. Yeah, yeah. Like, right. We've got good, Sean's right, Sean. film crew with us today, which we want to say thanks to Sean Ryan and, and, and his team. Uh, we, we, we love you guys. Thank you so much for being here with us on this 100th show. It's awesome. All right, Wizard, you came up with a great idea. We're going to do word association with all of our guests, all right? <laughs> the first thing that comes to mind. First huh? thing that comes to mind. All, all right, right, here we go. Starting with, we have Jesse James. Oh, American Badass. Tate Fletcher. Oh. Brazilian. Druggy. Yeah, man, memory came out of that in the old lady. It he, was uh, the old lady right. that flipped him around. Was that old lady his, said yeah. turned his life yeah. around. Turned his life. I love you, Tate, man. You, you're cosmic <laughs> philosopher, bud. Yeah. That look. Oh, dude, right. epic. The beard, the, the head. Oh. The, hen, the evil henchman. That's a better. Like, Let's if say, I ever get in this, there's a few guys, uh, if I ever get in a pinch, you know, that I would definitely call, you know, the ones we, yeah. Tate, Tate and Tiny. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. The On the outside, like it'd be Tate. hurt you, right? Yeah. <laughs> How about Alan West? Uh, Patriot. Oh, Patriot, yeah. yeah. Patriot. What the gov? Uh, what I'm a burger. Gov on. Yeah. I can't go there, but uh, Whataburger. Yeah. That was my favorite. <laughs> Me too. The, the, he, was, the, he was at Whataburger. He was at Whataburger yeah. eating his burger with us, dude, on the phone. That's awesome. Thank you, Gov. Mr. Secretary of Energy. Yeah. Mi- that, I'm Congrats, sorry, bro. Congratulations yeah, on that. Yeah, Mr. Secretary of Energy. Still serving the country. Right? One He's call in charge away. of Area 51. Dude, you cool said... <laughs> You said yes. you said we could at least get a picture, yes. bro. Yeah, at least like we, when we show up black? there, we walk in, like, hey, how you doing? I was like, I want to go under the basement. <laughs> Thank you. Well, we have that. Been no, <laughs> no, un- we know where we want to go. Shake hands with Ack 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 Ack. Dave Grossman. Oh, intense. That dude was uh, intense. And he's Remember? the one that he's the one that he's the one that warped my mind back. He scrubbed your mind, didn't yeah, he? Yeah. <laughs> 
Because you had to get cleared by him. I keep going back. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks a lot, Dave. (laughs) Turn me into a warrior. Dude, he's badass. That's a warrior. Dude, I reached out recently for our buddy who's just graduated from master's in leadership. You went through training with Mm -hmm. him. He's getting out. And I'd reached out to Dave a while back saying, hey, man, do you have any advice? He wants to get it. Our buddy wants to do a doctorate in something of involved with killing and violence mm-hmm. and uh man he wrote he just wrote me back and he wrote this really cool email and man he, he was good i liked him how about mark Wahlberg? oh <laughs> dude marcus the trail <laughs> <laughs> yep you guys, said, when he said mark Wahlberg, like departed yeah greatest, yeah right <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, Wahlberg, man actually he's a true patriot and what he does in his serve, kind of the way he, he shifted in and how he makes his films, like reenacting moments from American his, bravery, yeah. and, you know, and patriotism. So I dig he it. He portrays that on top of being a great family man and, and everybody takes care of He still runs around with the same crew. I go on for a day. Where am I going here? Yeah. We're going to be Grab all it all. Yeah, go. How about Sir Robert Young Pelton? Oh, Sir Robert! <laughs> Sir Robert! Sir Robert! <laughs> Dude, I'm so glad, Wizard, you got him, man, because he was one of the most... Here you go. World's most interesting man. He is. Hands down. Yeah. Hands down. That's true. He was in a... Another league. Moving on to Dom Rosso. Oh. Dom Rosso. Honor. (laughs) Honor. First thing that pops in my head is just honor. You know? I mean, the guy that wakes up every day, lost lost all his brothers in extortion, all of them, and he lives every day for them. That's honorable. How about Diana Nyad? Oh, I loved that her. Is, is it, man, that's probably why she always is stuck in that first position as examples of who we had out on our show because she was our first interview. Is that why? What, I, it's like who no. we had on your show? Uh, Diana Nyad. No, because her Every time never you say quit. Now, Lady of the Lake. I don't know why. That, I know she swam in the ocean. Very interesting. I don't know why. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> No, because it's cool, because it's mythical, and the fact that she was able to conduct one of the hardest swims that exists in the world, swimming from Cuba to Florida at 64 years old. Yeah, the age is incredible. She, it took her 30 years to do that, so I, I just, I, hard. Laura Logan. Oh, that's my, one of my favorites. That's one of the most intimate I yeah. think, interviews we've ever had. Yeah, the the moment where you two were talking about taking that last breath, and I, I'm telling you that she's powerful fighter. Yeah, fighter, survivor. Yeah, right? survivor. Yeah, survivor. Great, great, great statement there, Marcus. Justin Leg. Oh, come dude, on, America, dude! Words for these people. What do you Just say about that guy? One more God, step, dang, man. One yeah. more step. One more step. Anybody that gets blood cancer. Then gets two new lungs and still fighting and is a Navy SEAL officer. Baddest one, best officers I've ever worked around or, or taught my whole life. Man, just, man. The epitome of never quit right there. That, that documentary Discovery did, his class. He's falling asleep. He's punching himself in the face so he'll stay awake. That's the kind of guy you do. That's that. him. And to have that... The only other thing I can think of because I almost drowned so many times is the way he, most of his... What was happening to him is that he lived in the drowning moment of uh, his that entire time. Yep. And coming when he said that first breath, first breath. like coming out of the water the first time, but feeling that cool, crisp yeah. hospital air, like yeah. clean air, changed his life. 
Changed mine. Yeah. I mean, I was like, I, I think about that all the time. That's cool. Well, especially when hit, even the whole time I'm talking to him, that's all I think. I'm like, God, man, I'm just hearing Hard. You. How about um, when we talked to Dean Carnassus? Oh, run, drunk. Run, run. The fact that the guy <laughs> took off drunk, drunk, ran. There's what, a way to discover miles. your purpose. I can't even run sober. <laughs> 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 a, oh, that's funny. And that, uh, I should have tried running drunk. Maybe it, it would have helped. Maybe. Well, you sure it wasn't a lack of effort, bro. Uh, no, that's you, not the problem. You were out during yeah, the week. Whatever. I don't yeah. know, we were talking to Tough Hedeman. Oh, my God. I, saw, I talked to the other day. I saw him the other day, too. Man. He's doing great. He had that boy with him, you know. Did he? Yeah, yeah. He's doing good. Michael Jordan. Uh, that's what I remember. He's the Michael uh -huh. Jordan of, of bull riding. Mm -hmm. His name's tough. Yeah, tough. tough Thank you for correcting that. He's just tough. It's tough, tough is tough. We'd be remiss if we didn't mention Goggins. 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 He's, a different, he's way past us now. I don't even know if we can get him back on the show. I don't think we can. I mean, he's on Joe Rogan now. He's on all, like, he's on everybody. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we could get him. Back Peter on. Berg. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, that was definitely interesting. That, he was Peter awesome. Berger, I, man, that was definitely uh, interesting. Brotherhood. I mean, he's in. He, he's done Worker. so much for our community yep. and the way he cares about team guys. Man, he's. I remember Worker because remember he said I right. did every job. Started I was a grip. Oh, I man. was. A, I mopped the floors. I delivered bagels. I he did it all. You know, Aspen Extreme, baby. Love you, brother. <laughs> yeah, right. Shocker. Shocker. Great white hype. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had him sing that to me when uh, the first time when I Did moved in. Really? Yeah, when I moved in, he had, the guitar was in there. I was like, okay, you know, I got to get this out of the way, right? <laughs> you know what's coming. How about Pat McNamara? Oh, I, that's what you call me that one time. Something crack on crack radioactive, cocaine. Radioactive cocaine. Yeah, if I'm radioactive <laughs> cocaine, he's nuclear cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> that's pat man that dude is off the charts man but he's a savant too yeah. he's a bird watcher he likes to you know step into a slim gym i mean you never you saw the video about another man, him. man how about tim kennedy oh <clears throat> rambo rambo oh my god yeah rambo little hard to kill yeah because if he could step into the octagon with sticks he would he totally would I mean, he'd do the knife the fight knife any fight, huh? Anything that has to do with Tess and his ability to oh. stay alive. Who's that? Captain Charlie Plum. Oh. The ultimate. The ultimate never quit. I mean, the ultimate. that attitude, going through all that. 2,103 days. I, 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 right after that show, after everything, I mean, that's when I was going like, to complete, happy, complete peace deal. Like, yeah. yeah okay. I know it was. Uh, that's, yeah, you can be like that. Good job, man. Yeah, Those guys good job, Charlie. And, right? God, the, the massive gulf between the horrors he experienced and his perpetual attitude of like positivity. and The perpetual positivity, because you understand how to take that pain that he endured and flip it incredible. into the most positive, faith, faithful-driven man ever. Dude, love Charlie. Incredible. What else what you got? Layered Hamilton. Oh, the wave the traps on that dude. Oh, dude, he's like this dude on the on the thing, man. Carrying that rock underwater, oh, man. Intense. Aquaman. Yeah, Aquaman. The right. real Aquaman. You remember how Phyllis? I was so surprised by Andre Agassi's. Oh, bro. Uh, he was so philosophical. Dude, great, great. Yeah. Right. No. 
And he was open about it, and he wanted to get. You'd said though he was like that. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's he's great. I love Andre. Man, he's. I butt dial him all the time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, me too. God. (laughs) <laughs> well you probably don't carry your phone in your ass like yeah, I, yeah, I, I sit on a lawnmower all day like I do and he's like Marcus can I help you he's like there's a you know awesome. it was like 10 minutes long and just alright give me a couple more a couple going more. right to left right to left opposite flank remember when we sat down with Brogan Wall oh dude yeah of I, by our listener talked about last night yeah our listener calling man I mean she she was unbelievable. I mean, she has the suicide right, disease, right? General neuralgia. Right? I mean, that lady is one tough, never quit lady. Uh, check in on, check in. Oh, hey, yeah. Te- uh, write in and was, uh, check in, how's she doing? Yeah, yeah. my husband, John, is actually going to attend the LSF retreat. That's oh, cool. awesome. Up here in the near future. That's awesome. Well, Lance Armstrong. Bro, do you know how much shit we took we for that? We had a hard time to decide if we were going to do that, but... It, that was not easy. I'm glad we did it. Me too, because... Living his never-quit story right now. Every day, right? Um, every day he wakes up with a million, hundred million people hating him, and he has to justify to his kids why he did what he, what, what he did every single day of life, and he has to make up for it. Yellow bracelet on that wrist that lives strong, never... Oh, man. I, I dug it. Man, we took a lot of, a lot of flack for it, but you know what, man... You know, everybody's got a story and everybody, you know, when you can have people that have, and, and that's why listeners come, right, gents? That's why we have the listeners we do. And if this is your first time, listen, on our 100th show, stand by for one of the most powerful shows you'll ever hear on any podcast We are about to ever. deliver. We are about to yeah, deliver. Yeah, we're going to have to take some heat for helping people. That's all right. Yeah, it happens. But you know what? It's important to tell people's stories. Every story deserves its time, right? And you can learn something from every. And that's why the listeners come. That, that's why almost 6 million people, probably 6 million plus people, come to this show, download it, so they can find those pearls of wisdom. So they can hear these stories that somehow, some way, will trigger that spark in them. So they too can learn the never quit mindset. Now, if you want to know more about why us three started this thing and why we're doing it, please visit we three. our. We three, three. That was way bad, right? Wasn't it? We three. We three. I. Us three. Us three. What do they say in uh, Los Three Amigos? Three. Los Three Amigos. I'm Dusty Vine. <laughs> I'm Ned Needlander. Ned Needlander. And I'm. What was the other one, dude? Oh, those are so good. Ned Needlander. We got to get. Bottoms. We got to get. Day? Not Rainy Day. Uh, oh. We got to get Steve Martin on. Lucky Day. Lucky Day was his name. Who was Steve Martin's character? Lucky Day? Lucky Day. I'll be Lucky Day. Can you be Ned? I think he's Ned. Ned Needlander. Needlander. Ned Needlander. <laughs> I've been shot already. <laughs> I would say you have a plethora. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyways, welcome to the t- Did I already say that? I did. TNQpodcast.com is where you can go. And if you've got a kick-ass story, if you've got an amazing never-quit story, or someone in your family, or a friend of yours, or someone you served with, or somebody you knew growing up, 
has a never quit story, please go to the write-in page. Join our community by sharing this story. We have pages and pages of these beautiful stories. Become a part of our team. And while you're there, check out some swag. Some swag. Some swag. We've got great Team Never Quit podcast t-shirts, other paraphernalia. Man, you will love it. Check it out. Buy it. Did I say paraphernalia? <laughs> you did. That's probably. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. I'll just leave I'm it at that. Go to the website <laughs> to find out what the hell that means. It is legal now, right? No, never mind. All right. You can also follow us on social media. Marcus at Marcus Luttrell. I'm at Team Frog Logic. Wizard is at the underscore, the underscore, the underscore, wizard, underscore, wizard, underscore, underscore, TNQ. Or is it it's just... related to that, or it could be more like the wizard TNQ. All right. Just search the wizard TNQ. And our, and our, web, our podcast page is at TNQ Podcast. All right. Man. Do we have a doozy? And I got to tell you, gents, this is a big deal for me because this is one of the dudes that helped me get through Hell Week. No shit. There I was. This is one of the guys that was in my boat crew. I've known him 22 years. Uh, you know, and so for me, you know, what he did and how he participated with all those phenomenal people that were a part of the Bin Laden raid. All those people, the thousands, the tens of thousands of people that got us there, you know, and he just happened to be lucky enough to be in the stack at the right time, the right place. Uh, you know, I just, it's a real honor and a privilege for him being here. And what's all, what else is super important for me is the fact that, Marcus, this is the first time you guys have ever done anything together. And right. as much a profound respect that I have for you and our attachment by knowing each other and me being an SQT instructor with you and us starting our relationship back there. And then the link I have through Rob, um, it really is just, uh, it feels really, really uh, a proud moment for me to, to have you guys next to each other and to be able to fire some questions at you today, buddy. With small trainer runs, funny how we're all connected in some way through some school or uh, deployment, whatnot. So I'll be interested in hearing the, mm -hmm. I'm sure a lot of people will. They know the Bin Laden story, the back, the, the other all stories. All the other stuff, oh, man. Some buds up, right? Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Fun. Well, Wizard, w would you do me a favor and introduce Rob for us? Yeah, I mean, he's almost one of those guys that doesn't need introduction, but uh, <laughs> Rob O'Neill, best known these days as the man who killed Osama bin Laden. So cool. He uh, joined the Navy, I believe it was in 95 or somewhere right around there. He did two pumps uh, at Team 2 before he went over to Dev Group. He did a total of 16 years in the Navy, got out as a senior chief. Now, during these years, he was fortunate, and that's how we look at it, fortunate enough to be fortunate. part of some of the most known and... Uh, as well as many, many other. I think he did Hundreds around of 400. <laughs> Over 400. Or at least that's the, the number that's out there, is around 400 other missions. But he was involved in <clears throat> at least the, the recovery and search aspect of Operation Red Wings. Um, he was involved in the Mersk, Alabama hijacking, the rescue of, Cap of uh, Captain Phillips off that, which is very well known. There's a movie made about that. And obviously Operation Neptune's Spear, where um, we went and... When got Osama bin Laden? Um, yeah, just real fast. Man, that's the cool thing. There are guys in our community who have been on all of those. All of them. All of them. 
I mean, it's almost like walking past a guy who was in World War II, Korea, Vietnam. That it, it's just like that. Mm-hmm. Well, read down some of his awards again, would you? He's been decorated 52 times. I mean, uh, including two silver stars, four bronze medals uh, with V, uh, Joint Service Commendation Medal, Presidential Unit Citations. Now that he's out, he does a lot of public speaking, but I know he has a nonprofit that uh, is a big deal to him. It's called Your Grateful Nation. It's, I'm just going to read how they title themselves. It's a nonprofit organization committed to transitioning special operations veterans into their next successful career. We cultivate employment opportunities for soft, soft veterans, guiding them into a world from the world they know into a world that is unknown to them, being the private sector. The other thing is he, um, I think about a year ago, he came out with a, his, a book. It's called The Operator Firing the Shots That Killed Osama Bin Laden and My Years as a Navy SEAL Team Warrior. So, and you know what? He's funny as hell, too. I can't wait to get him on. He's a really interesting. He's oh, a storyteller. Dude. dude, you should have seen. He's a storyteller. He, let me tell you what. In Buds, in, in hell, he was the guy, because here is this 18-year-old, 19-year-old kid from Butte, Montana, pasty as pace can be, and he smiled through everything. As my tired old ass, you know, I dropped out of college, was going out, I'm miserable, all that. He's smiling through every single one, man. Epic. Well, let's get him on. What do you say? Absolutely. All right, get Marcus, here we go. Dun, dun, da, da, dun, da, da, dun, da, da, dun, 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 Marcus, I am telling you, brother. You have seen me go off. You have seen me hit new levels of, of complete histrionics in ways never before. But today, today it comes from the heart. Because not only do we have somebody. As opposed to being drug-induced. But it's not drug-induced. I've been clean for days. But I'm telling <laughs> you, today it means the world to me. Because this one is special. Because this guy was there in the beginning with me pulling my sorry ass through first phase. Pulling my sorry ass through Hell Week. And I love the guy as much as I love my own family, my own brother. I'm telling you, Marcus, we got a big show, buddy. I know. You hear stories about this guy everywhere we go. And from you, I mean, you hear stories. All I hear about is before the one we're probably going to hear about. Exactly. Exactly. Where it Don't all do buzz with somebody in the boat cruise, it changes things. It, it changes everything. It, cha- it gives you perspective. Now, maybe not for you, Wizard, because we you went ladies? through when it was easy. But back when we went through, <laughs> back when back in the day when Buds was hard, uh-huh. right? When when you had to carry two boats during Hell Week on two your boats. head, uh-huh. when the temperature gauge had broke at the Buds quarter deck, and gravity was inverted. When gravity was in, thank you and for that one. It was snowing in San Diego. And it was snowing. <laughs> when I went through, each guy had to carry a boat, and there was no Christmas. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> there was no Christmas. Master Chief Chalker had a direct phone line to God to change the weather whenever he wanted. That's when we went through. And that's... I can't imagine. You, yeah, I, just, wouldn't, I wouldn't have made it. I, I can't imagine. I wouldn't have made it. I'll just, yeah, I'll just say that right now. Well, well, let's stop with that and let's pivot and let's bring this brother on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, Rob. O'Neal. Thank you so much. And it's funny because Marcus leaned over and he goes, it took me a while to get used to this shit when we first started doing it. And I was like, nothing surprises me because, you know, you were there day one of Buds for me. You'd already been there 
couple years. Couple years. Couple years. But when I got there, I was like, he's one of those seasoned. Back in the day, he was telling. Yeah, back when we went through buds, two of us graduated. They made us fight it out. That's how. The loser had to go back to day one, week one. No, that is funny though, do because we were just talking about this before we started recording. Like it's been over twenty-two years. Twenty-two years. Like kind of a lot's gone on since then. We had a loudmouth from South Florida and a fat kid from Montana. And in between between then and now, kind of a lot's gone down. There, uh, one or two things has happened, huh, gents? I mean, when you think about literally. From the magnitude of those days when we were all kids, right? When we were really kind of idealistic about what this whole thing meant. You can't even begin to conceptualize what you're actually going to go through. Because we, none of us could have, well, I mean, the war was already going on when you came in, right, Wizard? And so it was a different perspective. But for us, it was just, there was nothing. And so when I remember prior to, it was like, you go to your team. You're going to do a yeah. bunch of fun fit, and yeah, you. We, well, I wanted to go to team two because the J sets were in Europe. Yeah, right. and we might, and we might, <laughs> and we might get to Bosnia and hopefully get hit by a sniper. I mean, yeah. that's all there really was going on. There was nothing there. I'll never forget when I think it was team three did a VBSS takedown. Remember that spread huge. through the? Oh yeah, yeah. Huge. I mean, it was like that was yeah. like, that was huge. Well, now, first at that first point, I don't want to ever do another one ever again as long as I live. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Satella t- tells a story about cutting through the glass for 16 hours. And he said that was the op, was cutting through the glass. I was like, no way, no, no. thanks. Hey, you're from the side down? Did one, somebody re-enlisted after right they did it. Too. Yeah, I saw the video yeah, of it. Yeah. Well, anyways, hey, Rob, we, go for that, it. Man, you talking about the 20 years going by and a lot yeah. happening, man. Oh, yeah. And all the pictures that we have of the boys and on deployments, you want to just, there's one picture that you can look at, man, that'll just take you all the way back. And that's our grad pick. Oh yeah, you're going to the command and pull it up. Yeah, or if you have it at the house, pull it out and and take a peek at that one. Now you're between the graduation, and it's I mean that day because the way you look on that day and and oh yeah yeah there's there's one of because it was Bud's graduation yeah yeah. remember and then you went to STT it wasn't the whole pipeline it was was hard then yeah Yeah. you don't show up at a team with a trident. (laughs) No. You show up at the team with a positive attitude. <laughs> yeah, shave, oh, haircut. Dude. We, I, was, I, was the team, I was the team four for the first group. Your mouth shut. Gosh. I was the team four for the first group that actually came through with their tridents to check in. Because, you know, when SEAL Team 2 switched to team four, we all switched for some weird reason. Yeah. And um, I actually felt bad for those dudes because it wasn't their call. They just have to be the first one. So we actually, every platoon would get bird cages, take their tridents off, put them in the bird cage. Like, you don't get to wear these until you re earn them. Exactly. Which the way, you know, and it's, the pipeline's it's better now. Let's be honest. Well, well they come in, dude, and the birds will be gone, and we'd stick yeah. them in the ceiling in the skipper's office. <laughs> well, the, I, I mean, I was a product of how jacked up it was, man. Not all because of eighteen Delta. Like I graduated oh, buds right, yeah, after yeah. three years and had to go to Team Five. <laughs> had to go to Team Five. <laughs> Winter Hell Week four times. Right, the, the Luke's pipeline. Yeah, yeah. No, oh, that's was just, it? the Luke's the, pipeline. The, Luke's pipeline? Gen, the genetic weakness pipeline, right? <laughs> or you and, just seeing how hard you are. Yeah. No, but you guys no. had to do the 18 Delta stuff, and then you come to the team after. That's almost a year. Oh, bro. So the guys you graduated with already have the tridents. They're damn near ready to deploy. And then at one, you know, no fun. One, yeah. you still had to do your performance review board. And even though you could nail all your stuff, you go up and you do go in a goat locker. It's my cheese board. And, oh, yeah. dude. And I'm sitting there. I've got I've got I've got, uh, I've got all these dudes sitting there, and they 
start talking about why I dropped out of college, that I was a quitter. And then I, then why did it take me through, through so long to get through buds, dude? Why? Because I was a quitter. Next thing I know, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I, I, I didn't quit. I'm here. Just please give me. And I remember, for the love of God. So I'm in for my the love of for God. The, dude, for, so there, my first platoon, because of 18 Delta, there were guys that had graduated 213, 212. So five classes after me already had a platoon and they're trying So like three months into the workup, my, my chief goes into the Master Chief's office like, hey, you know, Master Chief, can Rutherford have his bird now? And the dude was like, uh, oh, I forgot to do that? Yeah, yeah, go, ahead, go, get, that. Oh, that, uh, yeah, go get it to him. Part? Yeah, yeah. Dude, and that's, <laughs> I, I was one of the reasons they changed it to where guys get it coming out of SQT. Yeah, well, that's, that makes sense. Uh. Because it, back then it was just kind of team guys thrown together like, hey, it's STT, let's uh, go to the range today. Yeah. <laughs> now it's let's, definitely structured. Well, I was reading about it, uh, I was online today, and I'm reading about the cold weather stuff they're doing up in Anchorage, and they said they got the guys in the water for a certain amount of minutes, and they get them out, and the first thing you do is you build a tent, and then you rewarm yourself, and I'm like, I have no idea. I'd, I'd be the dead guy in the in the water. Like, rewarm myself. You, all right. Where's, How do you do that? <laughs> I got shotgunned out after Buzz 18 Delta. Try this one. I was the SDV pipeline. So then I had to go oh, to Mark God. 16 and then come come back for the because after airborne school, yeah. right? Then 18 Delta after I graduated 18 Delta went to SDV, uh, SDV school. My chief picked me and, up. And didn't you? I uh, just didn't you go through. Jump school as an officer? Yeah. I guess we can talk about that now. Right? <laughs> you can. Yeah, you can. Totally yeah, yeah. can. Yeah, I went to, I was uh, as an officer in, um, in, during airborne school. <laughs> but I was only, was not to bring up old right? shit, but I'm pretty sure that's a crime. It is, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Statue limitations yeah, it's got, are it's gone. Be good, They're gone. Uh, every time we get on here, brother, I make sure there's no way I'm ever going into politics. I actually, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why you got your brother, yeah, bro. Yeah, brother. He's the main yeah, yeah, candidate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was just what was left. <laughs> <laughs> I literally had to stick around after you know SDV school. Nine eleven pops down. And I had my chief sent me to comm school. Then I had to go back to Florida for eighteen Delta. And by that time, or for for Mark sixteen, yeah. And by that time, my brother was through S, the first SQT class, fixing to get his Trident, mm-hmm. and I hadn't had—I don't—I didn't have mine. My guys had graduated, buds, been on deployment, and come back. Yeah, I was literally the last one, and then I had that Chiefs board. Oh my I still god! I when I got to the team, oh, and um, three and a half years is how long it took me to uh, to get my bird. I wouldn't touch one. You no. remember how? No, 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 absolutely, no. Not. absolutely not. That was like the scariest thing in the world. It's hard to look at him before you have him. Oh! I had a dude, I, I was in team two and I had a guy, he did, he was fairly new. I didn't know him, but it's, you know, and he goes, hey, we're, we're putting our uniforms on. Do you have a Trident I can borrow? I'm like, yeah, I don't know what I'm being set up for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, but absolutely not. You can search everything. I don't have one in there. Just another test. Is this a gear inspection? Yes. I've got all my stuff right yeah, here. I don't have a Trident in there. Let me see your uniforms, O'Neill. When, when I got pinned, I was like on a Thursday or something. My brother was graduating that Friday. Yeah. So I had to fly from Hawaii to San Diego and I got, I got my blood wings. And then the my LPO picked me up, took me down to the drink and threw me in the water and it popped off. And I, I would not leave until I got, it was my trident. You yeah, found it. I got you had to find it. Yeah, I was in the Did you have racing. everybody sure. looking for it? Everybody. Everybody. I like, so I showed up the next day and my brother graduated. But, uh, buds, they still graduated. And then they went to SQT yeah. and that yeah. whole, then they got right. popped before they went to the team. Yeah. And uh, same thing, bird cages when he got there and yeah. whatnot. But 
dude. Yeah, it was did, a, a you, long, when, long when you time. got your bird, how how many dudes were there to give it to you? Well, like most team guys, we had the great idea have the have the pinning ceremony at the bar. So I think I think I had female technicians hitting me in the head. <laughs> Hey, Bob, old Bob with the walker. Come in here and punch this guy. Hit him with the walker. Hit him with all four legs with the walker. Then my my father was there. I made him do it a couple times. And then, of course, I'm telling him he's a pussy. Do it again. Yeah, yeah. What an idiot. (laughs) It's coming off. Chunks of flesh coming off this thing. Dude, the prongs breaking off and your thing. Like a really shitty piercing. You get this gold thing. So how many? The the question is. It's been out. <laughs> so I, 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 how many times is there ever a full team at muster? Right, never. never. Right, ever. Everybody's off doing something. So guess what happens for me? Yeah, full the team. full team. Everyone's is there. at the freaking thing, dude. I got forty-five hits in my oh, chest, Jesus. man. I, I was bruised, like my whole shoulder was bruised, everything. And then when I became an SQT instructor, they like I had to hide it in the back room with guys and as a medical they would be lined out the door because we couldn't do it openly yeah, in front of anybody yeah can't haze never been able to haze technically but see if it was I, up to me if i could redo it being a team two and i think i got pinned in in like it was winter i would have done it on a tuesday because no matter what we would do the two mile ocean swim and in virginia oh, yeah, beach I mean, in february that shit just sucks right and it's amazing because <laughs> sure. never fl- i don't care how many platoons are in town there's no one at muster because they're all at medical <laughs> Or dental, they're dental. 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 How dental. Dental. The trick I used to love is the guy taking a shit and in his rubber and then comes running out as the bus is leaving. Oh, did I miss it? Did I miss it? <laughs> <laughs> you were so full of it. <laughs> oh. I, didn't, I didn't never consider it hazing. I thought it was a rite of passage. That, I like honored true. to it's do true. it, well, man. It wasn't the team guys that didn't People who lay, label it hazing are the ones that aren't getting to do yeah, it. Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, did you have a kangaroo court? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, you had you Every had a court. Every day was a kangaroo Kangaroo court. I remember court. when they called that the first time. I didn't even know what was going yeah, on. what are we yeah. doing? What kangaroo? What, what, what? Huh? No, just come in this way. <laughs> Australia? Come in here. <laughs> We're going Australia. The Australia pack? I'm on there. <laughs> Sweet. Australia was fun, man. I'm down. Did you have one? Did you have a court? Uh, my memory's bad. Okay, that's good. Good answer. <laughs> oh, I'll, yep. I'll tell that later. All right. Well, Rob. Yep. Before we get into the I interview. Know exactly what's coming. I'm ready. You, are you sure? Yep. Now, this is beyond, I mean, I know you guys used to do a hardcore Mad Minute when you would snatch HVTs. I have a mouse like a steel trap. Bro, you, you, I'm going to blow that trap wide open it, right now. You have never faced tougher questions okay. than the ones we're about ready to throw at I'm you ready. right now. I'm ready. I can see it. All right, Marcus, first question of the Mad Minute, fire away. Our brother, favorite superhero? Captain America. Ooh. Mojo's. Oh, we got a right that one right, right, right there. there. Why? For sure. I the shield. Really? You got a shield. It's all about. Look, I, I, you know, well, I'll stab you, but I got the shield. I can use. You know, I got to defend people. Huh? But I'll the shield. I, I, the shield's pretty cool. Yeah. And the upgrades on that thing and have no know, limit. I, it's, I'm not big into super superhero movies, but I mean, I just figured Captain America's pretty good. I got no, I got no problems with Superman. They've done a real good job in the movies of how of upping his strength and yeah. what he can do with that. Yeah. Remember the 70s or the 80s Captain America? He was in Lycra. And he'd come out of his van oh. on that motorcycle and had that. Believe it or not, that's a great American that's hero. That's a great American hero. He, he could, he could. He's like that <laughs> dude. He's like that dude when you're camping who can almost play the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> like he could, he could sort of fly, but it was more he just fell off a of really high shit. Oh, fudge! Oh god! Crashed a long way away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally, totally. Yeah. How, how far did you get onto the scene of the crash? Yeah. <laughs> Wizard, fire away. All right, would you rather be hogtied and thrown into a closet for 30 minutes with a 
five water moccasins, or B, a chimpanzee with a hand grenade and a hyperactive sense of curiosity. Oh man, I have to go with the water moccasins. I'm just hoping. I'm just hoping for the best because that chimpanzee will t- he'll bite your face off without the grenade and shove the grenade down your neck. <laughs> I'm right. And if with he's you curious, I mean, now I'm getting fucked. <laughs> either way, either way, that thing I'm is right gonna mess you, you up. Well, you're Most done. people you're... say snakes. Yeah. Most of them go for the snakes, or they're afraid of snakes. But yeah, I mean, because snakes, you know, reptiles don't really have um, conscious, and, and and an orangutan, you know. He, Curious. You curious? Yeah. As we said, he's curious. George, curious. curious George wasn't a um, wasn't a snake. I mean, not that he was bad. Curious George. What was he? He was a monkey. But yeah, nobody but ever he, gave uh, him a hand grenade. True. True. That that chimp should have been locked up. He was a menace. <laughs> I'm telling you. Quite. Uh, quite a minute. All right, Mark. Oh, it's my turn. Yep. All right, Rob. Yes. Who would win in a death cage match? Chuck Norris or Bruce Bruce Lee? Bruce Lee. Not even close. Not even close. I think they they sparred once and Bruce Lee knocked the shit out of him. God. I think a, there's an interview with Chuck. Yeah, talking I think about it was. That was. Really? That he yeah. said Bruce kind of real deal, man. He, yeah, he was like the real deal. Real deal. And not that Chuck's not. I mean, I, I still don't want to fight Chuck. I should have said like that. Bruce, <laughs> love you, Chuck. Lee. Yeah. We love hey, Chuck. Next headline: Marcus Latrell calls yeah. Chuck. Hey, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not even touching <laughs> that. That's a headline. <laughs> O'Neill defends Chuck Norris. He used to be against slander by by Marcus Latrell. He lives you know down the road too. No, we've been trying to get him. Three. You might have got him now. I used to ask. I used to ask. Yeah, we'll get him, all right. <laughs> dude, I got those Chuck Norris things. Oh, those are funny. Oh, those are funny. They're the best. Oh, uh, they are. Those, best those memes are, those are out there. Yeah, yeah, they are. Um, all right, fire you see away. Chuck Norris, the t- they had Chuck Norris the tank, you know, then Donkey Punch. There's They name all the Abrams. The gun uh, the has the name of Chuck Norris was one of them. He went to Iraq and took pictures. Oh, yeah. No. I missed yeah. Chuck Norris when he came to Fallujah and... I that broke my heart. I almost didn't make it through the rest of the deployment. Yeah, you almost quit because he missed Chuck Norris. I think he got hit by an ID as well too. No, yeah, I got busted up and they put it back online. If I'm not mistaken, I heard that. (laughs) Chuck got hit or the tank tank. got hit. Oh, I was gonna say, did anything hurt Chuck? No, of course not. (laughs) This is the only man that could slam a revolving door. (laughs) (laughs) Favorite one, dude. I love that one so much. All right, send it, Marcus. Oh, bro, the last thing you did in public, and you were glad and no one was looking. You... Oh, because the last thing I did in public that someone was looking got on TMZ, so I wasn't happy about that. <laughs> Good job, by the way. Yeah, that's how you know, right? Yeah, right. That's You're how right. you know. I think the last uh-huh. thing I did in public that, that, that I got in trouble for that, was in, that people saw I was getting drunk on a plane, the last thing I did that didn't, I got drunk on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> it seems to be a pattern there. Well, no, no, it's just funny because I was like, you know, the, the millions of miles I've flown in the last six years, I'm amazed that's the first time someone just said, can you step off the plane? Yeah, right, yeah. right. Dude, I remember when uh, I was contracting, dude, I'd be annihilated before I even got on the plane. <laughs> yeah, I had to make some life changes. One of us, you, you don't need a pregame in the airport bar before you fly somewhere. There's like no reason for that. Like you're by yourself. Who are you trying to impress? Like the fact that you can piss without going to the bathroom? Because <laughs> we are really good at that. Yeah, I got this. I got this. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's epic, dude. All right. If you, this is a slightly more serious question. Yes. If you could raise one person from the dead and bring them back to walk in the modern world, Ooh. who would you bring back and why? Muhammad, because I got to know what the fuck's going through his head. Great answer. God, you're on fire no, today. I think about this stuff. No, I'm <laughs> no, I, no, before, before, before I got... Man, he didn't even beat him. Everyone no, even no, no. Him. Before, before, um, before I got remarried, I was, I was dating a girl, and I said something similar to her. And, and If you get anyone, dead or alive, have... Uh, a drink with or lunch with and uh-huh. i think she said she said something like um 
uh, Beyonce, and I'm like, okay, that's fine, but you could have picked Jesus. That's literally, you could have said literally. Winston Churchill. You could have right. and I, anybody. I said Muhammad because I gotta just there's a, there's a bunch of different shit out there. I want to know what's what's going on here. I, I think you got a legitimate claim yeah. at that one yeah. too. By the way, plus I mean, let's be honest, Muhammad's had a lot to do with changes in my <laughs> life, so I want to just <laughs> we, maybe we should have maybe we should have some fried chicken. I don't know. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, I'm being I, I studied that religion. Yeah, I have to. Quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we had to, right? Just as much as growing Dude. up studying Christianity. I mean, that we, and plus I got rescued and saved by them. So, Yo, I, yes, I, I, bro, there's some I kind. I had to learn my respect and mm-hmm. I had to learn to do everything I had to do to exist in their world. What, what freaked me out was I was the intel guy in my platoon that went right at the beginning. And I read this book called The Bear Trap. And it was about the Mujahideen and how they defeated them and all this. And I'm, I got into this very deep conflict in my mind going, wait a minute. Didn't we just spend, you know, 12 years supplying them, training them, getting them prepared, teaching them? I mean, SF was all over the book everywhere and agency and all agency, that. Agency, yeah. And heavy, heavy yeah, money. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, we're, go- we're going to go fight them? Yeah. I dealt with guys in, in certain mm-hmm. parts of eastern Afghanistan with chiefs of base who were working on the Pakistan side against the Russians, and all of a sudden he's on the Afghanistan side, side working against the Pacs. You know, how, it's like same guy. Oh same place, my just God. different side of the border. What a trip, yeah. dude. It's, what a it's, trip. A, it's literally always a chest it is. match up there. It, it's the ever-evolving enigma of global strategic war. war well, right? it's funny, too, when you try to explain that nice. place to people back here, you tell them what's happening, and they think you're lying. Totally. It's like, well, when are they going to get democracy? I'm like, well, as soon as these people figure out how old they are. <laughs> no, and it's, not, it's not a joke. No, dude. Like, they don't know what time is. Bro, I use that all the time. I say, do you know what the average age of, of the oldest guy in Afghanistan is? Basically, what their life expectancy They're like, oh, and I'm like, 51 years old. What's ours? 79. That's a significant That's a gap lot. in evolution right there. So That's a lot of the problems is going why it's happening because the younger generations are wanting to for the change for sure and i think we're gonna see a lot of that that's what's gonna hopefully end a lot of this yeah absolutely all right that was a rabbit hole we went down all right are you ready what was your first car ever buick skylark sky blue 1984 (laughs) his name was zeus I know exactly what that car looks (laughs) like yeah i know (laughs) now get a load of this too i loved it because that's the first car i got uh, we had a little party. My older door. brother Tom decided to take it for a beer run. He showed up a couple hours later with no beer and no car. And I'm That's like, what happened? One. He goes, well, I crashed it. And, and I said, well, what? <laughs> I said, what did the cops say? And he goes, I don't know. After I crashed, it kind of turned into a track meet. <laughs> <laughs> so your brother took your car and to go it. get and wrecked it and left it. Well, a yeah, crash he, and run. <laughs> yes, well, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> he didn't leave it. He Against just wanted it. to remember yeah. where he started. Yeah, <laughs> 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 fast he ran. Oh, my That's God. That's what you're thinking. Oh, yeah, exactly like Zeus. Like Zeus. Why was Zeus? Ford or I, I just thought it was a cool name for a, a god of a car. And if you're, you're like a sophomore in high school having a... A Buick Skylark. Zeus? Zeus. That's Zeus. pretty awesome. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> was, it was a two or a four-door. It was a four-door. Yeah, that's heavy. Nice. The old lark. Oh, lark. Yeah. oh, yeah. The old lark. Fire away, Marcus. <laughs> oh, hell, man. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm having this good time. I don't even read these damn questions. <laughs> Last round. I've been on the road a lot, too. All right, yeah, brother. Yeah. If you could uh, play out any movie character in real life, who would it be? Let's see. Oh, that's a good one. It's um, a great question. I think I'd be Maverick in Top Gun. Dude. Yeah. Intr- I mean, again, you can pick anybody. 
Well, can, uh, oh, okay. You can okay. pick anybody. Let me think of one of the titles for one of the movies that uh, Ron Jeremy was in. Hang on a second. <laughs> the Hedgehog. <laughs> I ran into him in Hawaii one time. Oh, really? <laughs> dude, they had him on Range 15. He did a cameo, oh, dude. Oh, that's right. And apparently he's as skeezy as he seems he yeah, would be. Yeah. yeah. Can't like imagine. Yeah. Hmm. What about you, Wizard? What? What Question? movie? Yeah. What, oh, what? Uh, I love Last of the Mohicans, man. Oh. That's that a way was, better answer than my answer. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Here's you know, the answer. Well, it was funny because, you know, Top Gun obviously is great. And then uh, we, we, we were at a bar in Virginia Beach called Hot Tuna. And on Wednesday oh, night, like that place. This, and we had pilots and <laughs> seals there. I remember one of the young seals in an argument with one of the pilots, and he goes, Look, we know damn well there are no Val Kilmers or Tom Cruises in, in naval aviation. We got so many Charlie Sheens in the teams. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great answer. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. Oh, my God. All right. true. You got one more for him, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. I got these all day. All right. Good. Let's see. If you could pick one sidekick to accompany, uh, to accompany you through life every moment, would you pick? I'm going to give you some choices. Okay. okay. A, I, two, had one in, I had one. In there you go. Oh, let's. Let's well, well, first, sorry, let's do this see. one first, and then, then after okay, we yeah, yeah. So, yeah. A, Chewbacca. B, Walter from The Big Lebowski. George Costanza from Seinfeld. Tonto from The Lone Ranger. Or Watson from Sherlock Holmes. Well, uh, Walter from The Big Lebowski. Epic Absolutely. answer. Thank you. I want him Thank yell- you. Why? I want him yelling that. at me why that Pomeranian is always with us. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking show, dog. With fucking papers. Papers, dude. And plus, you know, I, I want to I have a Caucasian everywhere I go, you know? Plus, wear, wear a robe, write a check for milk. I mean, who doesn't want to live that life? <laughs> like, they pull, up the, they pull out the bowling ball. You know, what the fuck is this? Well, obviously, you're not a golfer. That, you know, that, uh, oh. Oh, All right. I, I don't know. Put me down in there. I'm going to look a little deeper. <laughs> you know, when we were on deployment, we a winter deployment, oh, like in 2000, uh, uh, late 2011, we, you, you know, you, you want to, uh, you always want someone to sneak booze in your care package. Right. We had a dude send us a big Lebowski care package, this huge thing with everything you need to make white Russians bathrobes and a copy of the big Lebowski. Oh, and and we had, God. when there was weather, we had big That's Lebowski night. Brilliant. Did you realize? Awesome. Yeah. That could have been the great. Hut, sitting in there in robes and oh, sipping a Caucasian. Even though you're not allowed to drink overseas. Melly won't let me watch that movie anymore because I would fall asleep to it in the, the cell phone part that oh, yeah. <laughs> I was ringing, dude. It would wake her up every night. Every I night. Because I, I, I kind of consider myself, I'm half Walter, half dude. It kind of makes me up. <laughs> you, you know what? You're pretty much that with every character. And, uh, I was always said the other day, I was from Unforgiven, right? Uh, Curly Wait, Bill. Oh, my one. God. Totally. <laughs> half Curly, Curly Bill. Half. Anyways. Yeah, I'm not allowed to watch that. Such a great movie, man. Oh, beyond good. It is. Epic. It is. And it takes a few times to get it. Oh, you so have every, to. First every time dude, it. every line in that movie was scripted. It wasn't ad-libbed or anything. Yeah. It, the, the, they have a good documentary on the making of that movie. Do they? Is yeah, it good? It's pretty it's good. Uh, every dude, guessed, every, some of every line, man. I didn't yeah. know that. Right, who was your personal first Oh, when I, I thought you were going to say, if you could have a sidekick everywhere, I was just going to say Kevin Hart. Just because that. Really? That'd be awesome. Yeah, boy, he'd be funny. Man. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd want some downtime. Dude, I was watching him the other yeah, day. I'd want some downtime. I'd want to turn that off. He's, right he's on all the time. All he, the time. But he's good. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? I'm talking about you. you. I'm not talking? like that, dude. <laughs> what are you talking about? You are on all you yeah. know, You're on all you the time, dude. downtime. There's a little downtime. Yeah, Dave There's Downtime, brother. There's a little Dave. That, that, hey, that was sleep. my first name in the teams was Downtime. It was actually you the had fly. To deal with, I had to deal with Moosecock. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Moosecock. 
Of course you did. Of course. You had to deal that from the beginning. The shit up with which we must put. <laughs> All right. All right. What was yours? Uh, first one? Yeah. The fly, bar fly. That in, uh, what was it in Buds? Uh, rut. Just uh, always rut. Mine was latrine and Buds oh, by the instructors. Yeah. I actually put it on my helmet. Did you latrine? Yeah, in second phase. Yeah, oh, uh, God. Ride that one. And then... Uh, well, my eyes were messed up when I first got in, so a lot of just called me Vector. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know what the hell that meant. I was like, that sounds cool. Is that like, cool? Wait, Vector, that's Vector, definitely uh, cool. Yeah, fall down a mountain, my shit goes straight. I don't have a nickname. <laughs> <laughs> fall down a mountain, my yeah. shit oh, no, goes straight. I worked my ass off to get the Doc nickname, and yeah. no one ever, ever called me Doc. Ever called me Doc. Ever. Ever. God. I'd be like, hey, hey what's up? I'm, hey, Doc. Like, no. no. Marcus. <sighs> Shit. All right. We asked this question pretty much, or I do, of, of all you know, uh, military folks yeah. that come on. If you could be president for one day, pass something in the law, and it went into effect immediately, what would you do? Oh, wow. That's, there's a lot out there. I'm, oh, man. That's, that's, okay, that's a stumper right there because there's so much to... Uh, to go with, uh, I would probably pass in a law two years minimum military service for everybody. God bless you. God God bless bless you. you. Mm-hmm. What we need to do is create like an American humanitarian services for the people who don't want to carry rifles. That could then, be it. Maybe not military service, but service. Yeah. Right, so like you can sign up, you get the uniform, you go through the to get the discipline and do, yeah. all, do all that. Yeah. And then you go over and help people in other countries. Isn't that called the Peace Corps? Peace Corps? Yeah, but if you make a mandatory... Federal yeah, but but also, but also, if you pull a stress card or try to whine, the drill instructor can punch you in the face. <laughs> like, there's nothing against water that. Burning. You're gonna learn. You're gonna Caveat. fucking learn. Punches and waterboarding for the snowflakes is what I'm hearing. <laughs> is that? Is that I think it? everyone should get waterboarded like once a month, dude. Just, just right? To, I was like, what? Well, just, just to keep it real. Like, we did everything we did to our the the people that for the enhanced interrogation. They do to, to make Navy SEALs, and then we do it to each other at, for fun. at the bar for fun. Yeah, the waterboarded with tequila. Well, we were listening to the damn STV story today, and I was I was getting P- I was getting shell shock and PTSD hearing from stories I had nothing to do with. Exactly, sitting in the back of it for 10, 12, whatever hours. No, that's insanity. No, that's no. waterboarding. That's torture. That is. That's a stress position, and that's sleep deprivation. <laughs> that isn't. You should have pulled your card, Marcus. Oh, well, I, was, I couldn't talk to anybody. <laughs> No one, no one cares. There's no comms. Couldn't complain. Couldn't quit. I was in the middle of the ocean. I couldn't quit. Like, Fuck this. Let me out. I'm so done. Be by. Turn on your yeah, stroke. I got a flare. They'll definitely see it. Which, which end is the night end again? Here comes the I got about 10 seconds line. of this shit. If I can get picked up on a carnival cruise line and go oh, for God. a, a seven-dayer. Oh, All right. That is the mad... Twenty minutes. You got one more. Okay, yeah. go. all the stuff that we you know, over the years been through. What one person have you met that had an impact on you? You're like, wow, that's uh, was, you know, God, was, God was pretty cool. Who had an impact on being? Because people always ask, who's the coolest person you've ever met? One of the coolest interactions I ever had was uh, was um, Tony Larusa because he, dude, he's at the side. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he I was talking yeah, to him two weeks awesome. ago. Amazing I was, guy. Uh, I was. I had some security with me. I had Tiny with me. and um, Is that and, really security? But, oh, no, no, no. This is good. <laughs> no, was I, I wouldn't want to get near what Tiny. Was one, man one man army. I, I used to protect you. What was, funny, know, what was funny about this experience, though, because I'd, I'd exchanged texts and a couple phone calls with Tony, never met him in person, and we're at an outdoor event, 
And I don't know how, but LaRusa got around us and he's behind us. And he goes, Hey, Rob. And I turn around. There's Tony LaRusa standing there holding this uh, margarita. And he snuck up behind us. Yeah. He's been around a while. And I, I kind of look at Tiny like, the fuck, man? He's behind us. And I go, well, hey, this is my security guard. <laughs> and uh, and LaRusa, LaRusa sticks in and, and, and he goes, uh, he, he goes, uh, I go, this is my security guard, Brian. He goes, hey, Brian. And Brian goes, everybody calls me tiny. And LaRusa goes, everybody's full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's a pretty quick answer. I mean. Because apparently you're in baseball that long, you get some quick wit, and that's oh, just funny. dude, he's on point, man. Yeah, yeah, man. I so I, you know, I work with the the Sox doing some stuff with them, and and when he came out, we had some conversations, and and man, he was just he's good. He, he's been around. Yeah. He knows everything. Yeah. He knows I mean, everything. And but yet he's humble. Oh, he's totally humble. Never humble. Well, yeah, he did a thing to me one time, and when he was with Arizona, and uh, yeah. we went to the game, and you know, he's got like he's watching the real game. The 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 delay and the iPad. He's taking notes on like every pitch, and he knows everything about everything. Yeah. And we went out afterwards um, to to get dinner and some drinks. And uh, apparently, there's a guy he didn't like up at the bar ordering a, a drink. And he looked at me and he goes, "Hey, man, that's that's one of the umpires. Can you go? Uh, can you go say hi? Because we love umps." And I was like, "Yeah, absolutely." I walk up. Excuse me, I recognize you from the game today. Aren't you an umpire? And he goes, an "Umpire? I'm the I'm the general manager of the." Mariners, and uh, I look back and Tony's just doing this <laughs> to him, not me. He's like, oh, yeah. See what I got? Totally, totally. That's awesome. Yeah, dude. So, and, yeah, just some like little cool things like that. He, yeah, I got, that was probably a good one of the great baseball moments for me too. I got to throw out the first pitch at a game and then sit with him in, in the stands and watch it. With Tony, yeah, that's. I did one too, and he I, I, a first pitch, and he gave me the best advice for a first pitch. He said, "Think about it this way: No one's ever been booed for throwing it over the catcher." Just throw it over him. And you try to throw it over, hits him right in the middle. I'm like, I'll be damned. This guy does that thing or two. Yeah, mine was uh, don't hit the mascot, throw it in the stands. Just don't go short. Just don't uh, yeah. go, go anywhere except just short. Do not they don't go, give a fuck who you are. You will get booed. If you go short. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like some kid with cancer throws it short. Boo! <laughs> yeah. Kid, get off the field, right? Some old lady missing a leg. Boo! You suck! <laughs> That's what happens it in does, Philly. They, do. they don't care? No. Philly? Hey, Sit down before life, you fall right? down. Baseball's game of life. It's game of life. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. All right. That is the mad 25 minutes, Rob. Thank you. 25 minutes. Yeah, thank you so, so so much, brother. Love it. All right. The reason why you're ultimately here is more than to just crack us up, go down memory lane. It's because um, people come to our show because they're struggling. They're looking for some advice on how to overcome the obstacles they're facing, how how to be able to stare adversity down and not fold. They're, they need something that we have and the guests that come on, the incredible people, to share with them to make an impact in their life. So, without further ado, Rob, would you please give us your greatest never quit story or stories? All right. This, um, the, the, the one that always pops up, when, and I get asked that quite a bit, and I'm not bringing it up because, uh, because Marcus is here, and I know he's talked Operation Red Wing to death. But we we were in the country when <clears throat> when that happened. I saw some of his guys hours before the you know uh, turbine three three went in and got shot down. Mm-hmm. We didn't know what was going on with with Marcus and his crew. We just were informed once the helicopter was shot down that we're, you guys are, we and not just us, but like yeah. everyone here now needs to get in there. But we can't fly right now because you know we lost a bird, but we got to get up there. And um, you know we we 
we're getting everyone from you know RD Rangers, uh, 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 I hate to say infantry Rangers, but uh, Marines, Green Berets, everyone SEALs, and we're walking in there, and we had to walk in uh, pretty much from the furthest place we could drive and, and like go up. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, just looking at the ground, feeling the heat, and and we weren't in the gunfight. We're just trying to get in there, and just the, you know, just the respect for the guys that are fighting it out. We got to get up there and help. Um, and we were awake for a few days looking for him, but but when we when we got up to the top and we get and we you know there's pictures of us on the internet putting IVs and I can't imagine what they were going through, just the thirst and all that stuff. <clears throat> I remember. Um, Let me tell you something. When that, when that squad walked in that village to when they found me, yeah. they were beat to death. Yeah, I mean, and you, I, I mean like, the shit you'd been through. Those guys. That's yeah, crazy. Medic too. I was like, man, the TL's taking care of me. I was like, Jesus, man, because they would come check in, and I got, I mean, I got to get face to face with most of them, man. And I mean, they'd been out. Y'all were out there as long as I was missing. So I mean, everything I had to go through in the elements, they they did too. Not, had a not, roof on not, my head. Not everything, but 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 when we when we got up there, because we went up, we went back, we did call in uh, 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 air support, um, uh, close air support from an A10. That's where actually the saying came in because we couldn't get across to these guys, but we saw them and we called it an A-10. That's when that famous saying came out, uh, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, except an A-10 because an A-10 will fucking kill you. <laughs> but when, when we were about a day and a half into it, um, right. we're on top of a mountain, and I remember looking at one of the guys saying, this is why training is so hard. This is why there's hell week because if we wanted to quit right now, yeah, where the fuck are we going to go? No. we got nothing but mm-hmm. here. That's it. And that was the just, one thing I said when I got back for like kind of lessons learned. And I was like, thank God I went through hell week first. That's yeah, because you know you can push yourself through it. And, totally. and like I said, we didn't go through you know anything close to what Marcus did, but we were, we were up there and we saw it. And, and even the step by step. And I don't I don't want to get uh, you know too emotional with this, but <clears throat> on the way up, we were right on the other side of the village you were in. We're co- going up, getting ready to go down, and one of my guys sort of sat down. He's like, "Man, I can't can't take another step." And, and I remember saying, "That's fine. You just." You just tell Mrs. Luttrell, Marcus's mom, when we get back, that we got this close, but we couldn't get him because you got tired. And he's like, you're right. You're right. And he got, and I said, do me a favor. Tell me that same shit in about three steps because I don't think I can go anymore. Right. And that's wow. just the, the it, and that, and that's, and that's just one step in front of the next. There's yeah. a lot of guys when they were, they were telling me. Yeah. Like we were, <laughs> I said, how many guys you got? And uh, he wouldn't tell me. I was like, is it 50 or something like that? I'm, 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 I'm yeah. Up. Yeah. Up on it, and he's like, "No, not really." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, 20 He's like, "Well, we started with a little bit more than that." <laughs> there was some weird shit going dudes on. Made it. I was like, "Eleven dudes, something like that." I was like, "Man, we." I was like, "You need to, uh, you need to get some more people in here." Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> you, need a, you need to get some gunships, and, and they were talking. And so he's like, but "He's like, we we came through the same route you did, and we didn't see anything." I was like, "I came through that route, and I didn't see anything." You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, and. Uh, uh, we're in the the, the hornet's nest here. For, oh yeah, I mean oh, we're yeah. kind of like in the spot, right? Because every day the the Taliban uh, envoy would come in to try and barter for me. I mean, like fresh dudes. They didn't look like they were had put out too hard to get to where I was at, right? And um, and there's plenty. You know, they just kept rotating out. And Rob, were you guys getting contacted every now and no, then? No, no, we, we we sort of got t- contacted twice. The one I was telling you about when we saw them across, they, they took some pot shots across a valley, and then we call an A-10s, and that, that was the end of that shit. Right. But then some of our snipers did a, um, like an R&S, you know, was, as we're, we're putting IVs and stuff in, one of our, a couple of our snipers wanted to take a look, and, um, you know, he, he'd never killed anybody before, and he's like, yeah, I think I saw one of their guys, and he popped his head on and took a shot, and I'm like, when, then what happened? He goes... He fell the fuck down. <laughs> He's like, yeah, this that whole angle thing works. Um, but I mean, no, but it was more because they were really good at just dispersing. 
and so they're gone, and they can run up those mountains, and they don't need water. It's weird. Like dude, even on freakish, the, right? Even yeah. on the way out, um, again, explaining to people what it's like over there, how different it is. We, so we're leaving, and so we have extra shit because now we some people drove in. We have trucks. I remember handing a, a girl five years old a bottle of water, thinking you know it's 120 degrees out here. She's probably going to want this. That girl dumped the water out so she could play with the plastic. Totally, uh, that's what they do. Yep, I had no idea how that nuts. Works. I learned a lot while I was in the. In that village, especially how they operated, and you kind of wonder. What, each one of us is packed down with kit and more rounds, and, and they're moving without an AK, and they never seem to run out of rounds. Like, <laughs> kids are yeah. running around with those satchels, yeah, the yeah. mags and yeah. whatever else they need. Uh, a know, lot of the buildings you go into, it's like um, no furniture, no food, no water, a hole in the floor, and they're fine. And they're good. That's all they need. I don't understand it. And they've been living like that for thousands of years. Thousands. Mm-hmm. Thousands. And, and probably will continue to live yeah. like oh, that. I mean, they're thriving in that part of the world, in places that we couldn't live. Right. <laughs> totally. Yeah, Which is, whipped them. Yeah. Well, and that goes back to the, you know, some deeper-rooted questions about you know, that part of the world and, and their commitment to never quitting, right? I mean, if you want to talk about cultures that never quit— you you gotta give it to those cats, man. They're proud they're, people. Yeah, they I mean, are. Look, man, I, I was helpless in that village. They couldn't walk. They carried oh, me everywhere. I mean, they kept me alive. I, I was like nothing. It was the truest form of Islam, for sure. And I, it definitely is. That, that's I that's what makes you question everything. Yeah, I mean, oh, you've had, sure, you've had man, experience that I I haven't. I can't. I can't even imagine. But it's like you've seen it up close, where not only is your life on the line, but you might be getting skinned alive for the next fucking month. It, it literally it's different perspective man when you're when <laughs> it's not like we were hanging out at our base i didn't have any weapons and i was hurt in medical no and, like and the village no no <laughs> <laughs> you're in oh, there right. i was like i'm just gonna go hang out in your area just by myself with no just with and nothing, else know yeah. i'm here and i'm all banged up yeah, can you and you here and you guys try and keep me alive ready go right on and I mean, I mean, and to give Marcus credit again, he, you know, the story's been told, but like when I said we're walking up to like, there were dudes from different units that weren't quite ready for that. And like, they start handing their bags back and like, no one's carrying it. What are you doing? Yeah. yeah. And plus when you, are you going to walk back down by yourself? What do you totally put the bag down, take some shit off if you need to, you know, uh, pounds or an ounces, but you can't, we'll be looking for you. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, just, it was a, that was a, I mean, and that's my, that's my first uh, trip over there right and just to i mean it, it and that is the, the first time that i really saw what what needs to happen what men are capable of men and women right and mm-hmm. um did it change did that to did that experience really kind of connect you to uh, a greater possibility within yourself you know what i mean that here we have one of our brothers we just went through this tragedy you know he's out there i'm digging deep i know, you know i have you more. know what hit with the um it wasn't the, the it wasn't what you know what's in me personally or what the, it it hit the re- this is real yeah this is a war now and and because you know it had been one thing for me to see it on tv but not to be here and i remember seeing the challenge and reply stuff that, that mark has written down and we'd written that shit down but but it wasn't that serious i'm like now first of all when i when i see him i don't need him to say shit i know who he is yeah right but we're using this now and we got to get up there so that's the reality of, of the world is small. and um, That's a perfect way to say that, man. It's like yeah. all that training, that's the only reason I made it. For sure. No, you're right. You It comes back, right? It triggers that rote mindset that it, the program beats into us. I mean, think about that was your first deployment at the yeah. unit. So yeah. Think about when you're at, when you leave and you go there and you make it and you hear all these things in your first deployment. That's what you have to run it. 
That, I imagine that pins your hair like every day. It's going to be like this. It's going to be, what's up, man? Yeah, totally. I, you know, I hear the guys that would go over there their first appointment when that's kind of like golden. His first time over there, man, he would say he's like, he just got it on. And it's like drills that into you. I was so happy to see them guys, man. Oh, oh, I, yeah. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. So, Rob, take us back, though, because growing up in Butte, Montana. Butte, Montana. And, and I remember when you first told me and we were in our boat crew together and you're like, I'm from Butte, Montana. I was like, do they even have water in Butte, Butte Montana? No, I didn't know how to swim. <laughs> right. He didn't know. And that, this is legit. Yeah. Rob, was we... You're the first one that can verify this because people think I'm full of shit. No, it's true. <laughs> we could not believe it. I'm telling you. He, we go to the pool on our, like, I checked him in. We were all, they, yeah. we divvied up. We were in the same boat crew. Yep, we were the whole time. I remember, and we had our first pool day to where they, remember where they'd throw all of us in the pool and you just go back and forth. Yes, and back. I remember that. There was a funny story mm. with that, too, that For I hours. Send it. it. Is, um, Send it. I'm also pasty white from Montana. <laughs> and so the instructors <laughs> used to fuck with me. And a little bit. I, I had to start lying to him and say, hey, I just got off a submarine for nine months. That's what, <laughs> that's what this is. And uh, so we had an, and so that we're doing that race back and forth. And we had 120, 125 guys, whatever. Yeah. And you know, if you, if you win the length, you're out. Yeah. But if you're not, you do it again, then again, then again. And they made me wear a t-shirt for this thing. <laughs> and I'm like, look, I can barely swim. And now I got a parachute. <laughs> so I'm going to go ask an instructor if I can at least take it off. So I have a fighting chance. And here's, here's where I first realized that team guys are funny. Is the first instructor I got out of the pool to look at was uh, oh, I love now, to back this up just so everyone understands is a black guy. Yeah. So I said, instructor, look, I can barely swim. I don't have a chance with this T-shirt. Can I take my shirt off, please? And around here in the California sun, looks at me, didn't crack a smile, and goes, "All right, O'Neill, I got to tell you this. So I was in your shoes once, and I took my shirt off. You're gonna hate yourself." <laughs> Like, what is he? What? <laughs> I'm like, and I had no, I'm like, I don't know. I, I'll just take it off and try to win a race. I don't know what he means. Oh my God, yeah. dude. But yeah. I, I remember, and I remember when they gave, like, we were divvying up, like, swim buddies, and, like, nobody wanted to swim no, with I, you, I dude. I wouldn't want to swim with Yeah. Me. And you got, wasn't Monty? Monty. Was your, Monty yeah, got yeah. yeah. And Monty, God bless. I love that guy. Monty pulled me through so many swims. Dude. He's a California dude. He was a California surfer from Half Moon Bay. Yep. Badass yeah. dude. Loved yeah. the water. Totally yeah. cool. Yeah. One of my favorite people in the whole world. Oh, still is, yeah. So, yeah, still. Yeah. Amazing guy. Yeah. And I remember, dude, we'd be like, Monty, what are you doing bro Why do your dude swim time suck I, you're bro, about to fail out you're you're and he's like i'm not changing i'm not yeah, changing he was awesome. and he not. stuck yeah. by yeah, he it dude, the he whole did. time man he was awesome and that was another thing too because he could have been swimming oh bro uh, sub 70s yeah, yeah easily and he, but he stayed with me and like he, he would guide the whole way and like pull me and shit and and um yeah but this is like the run though awesome. the fast <laughs> I mean, you, get, you get done a little early there's that's you free know that's, time one, with the right, that's one of my favorite bud stories of speaking of running is uh, I used to smoke cigarettes with the Singaporeans behind medical. You did, you did, and you I came. Did. I came out after a smoke, and I said, uh, "I said, hey, Rod, I think I'm going to win this one." The, remember, the, <laughs> we were doing four mile time runs, and you said, "On if, if you win this race, you can drink for free on me all weekend." And I'm all like, weekend. And I go, "Fuck it." They said, "Go," and I sprinted the entire way. We were like, "No." And when I and we had no shirts on. Here comes this white guy, and I see you're in the front of the pack that I'm about 500 yards in front of. I just hear. 
Yeah, O'Neal! <laughs> Dude, I was like, he's I ran, that, I ran that like sub 20, 24, 30 or something. No, you shattered it. <laughs> and then like an asshole set the bar so every run after that, yeah. we all got beat because we didn't hit O'Neal's time after that. But he drank. Oh, we, was, drank yeah, well. we, we, yeah, we drank well. We drank well that weekend. That was weekend. so much fun. That's another, that's a great story. Oh my God. All right. Yeah. Anyway, so, that's Bud's. So you come at, you come at from first let's back. What made you want to join a teams in the first place? A uh, girl. I was trying to get away from a girl in Butte. I got <laughs> so dumped. you yeah. picked the hardest military yeah, I was, training. I was playing basketball. <laughs> yeah, and, a place to hide. No, well, I I tried to join the Marine Corps because everyone they either join the Army or the Marine Corps from Montana. Oh, okay, and the Marine wasn't in the office. The Navy guy was. And the only reason I went into the, the Navy guys because I had two Marine buddies tell me that the Marine Corps is actually part of the Department of the Navy. It's just the men's department. And yeah, so I went oh in there yeah. to ask him, if anyone's going to know when he gets back from lunch, it's, it's him. And he said, why do you want to be a Marine? I said, I want to be a sniper. And he goes, oh, you're good. We have snipers in the Navy. You need to become a Navy SEAL first. No big deal. Kind of brushed over that shit. <laughs> and, then, um, and he said, and then we'll send you right to sniper school. Like a recruiter has yeah, that, that, that pull, pull, right? I'll put it in your contract, right? Yeah, yeah, you're right going here. straight to yeah. sniper right school. To sni- we'll sign send you this. After sniper no words sign on this first. You, you, you just volunteer as soon as you get there. You're good. <laughs> And then, and then the VHS well, then he, cassette went well, in. Well, then he be showed someone, me, and I'm like, wow. Dude. This is going to suck. Be someone special. It changed everything. Yeah, but, but the positive attitude, again, the thing with the, with the never quit, I'm like, look, okay, I just signed a contract, but let's take it for what it's worth. Now I get a trip to San Diego. Yeah. I get to try this cool training in the movies, live on the beach for a while. I probably won't make it, but I'll go to a ship, um, see stories for four years, and I'll come back to Maloney's Bar in Butte, Montana, and I'll have, I'll have stories to tell. Yeah. That's it. That was the and then, then it was in, you know, the instructors there that you just learn the uh, one meal at a time. I'm never going to ask you to do anything impossible because people do graduate, but it's going to be hard and hard and hard. And just, but just one meal at a time. And then all of a sudden it's, it's walk or it's, who, it's, who tells us that? Cause that's, that's what I, for us, when, I, was, when I talk about that, I'm like, yeah, but, see, but, but it's, it's, it's a certain instructor that says, Asherman, it, Ash, yeah, Asherman. no doubt about it. Hands down. A, yeah. But he, yep. uh, but. But I think it gets passed down from every great instructor to every great instructor, and they're still doing that same thing right now. And they're like, I even heard it in, in the movie Lone Survivor, where you hear an instructor yelling, um, you can do anything, your body can do anything through your mind. And that's exactly what they say. It's The mind is the first thing to go. The, no one's ever said, man, I wasn't going to get through that, but my body carried me. That's bullshit. Yeah, the I, mind, yes, it's physical, but the yeah, mind yeah, This is the machine that carries this. Yes. Literally, you can take anything, that's, just yeah. go. But so, hold, but hold on a second. It, you know, but it's not like we were all psychologists. It's not even like we were all super duper smart. We were all just driven kids. Yes. In this space, without any freaking idea what was ahead of us. When did you start feeling this catalytic thing start to happen? Well, we you? we finished help. So I passed the first few swims thanks to money <laughs> and then you know past the runs past the evolutions the old course the first day i'm like well that's going to be the end of me but then you start yep. you know um but then you know you start hell week and that's when like the the tough know-it-all guys washed out i'm talking sunday Fast. sunday night sunday it's like dude yeah. this is the fun part dude remember we lost two dudes yeah, in the first breakout. hour dude I, 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 at breakout I, I, I've, I've been waiting for breakouts since i've seen the movies let's at least get through this dude but then but then you i remember getting through that and then you do the walk week, but you're learning that you're doing hydrographic reconnaissance. I remember one instructor. Oh, I remember, sucks <laughs> well, no, but I remember yeah. an instructor being yeah, in front of our class, and he said, so when you guys get to your platoon, which most of you will now because you made it through Hell Week, I'm like, 
What? What? Wait, what? Wait, it's always been in the unlikely event. And, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Did you just say he that? Slipped up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, gotcha, bitch. They said it, boys. They said it, so it's true. Let's go to McBee's. Yeah. <laughs> like, bears only, boys. Where's the first shot in my trident? I'm in. Why am I not the LPO of this bitch? Okay. <laughs> God, what a But no, slip that's up. when it sinks in. And then, you know, and then you obviously you go through dive phase and then the. Some guys do the damn 5.5 nautical mile swim twice. 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 That was awesome. That sucked. I was so, so glad. The only glad uh, the time. The only good thing. The only <laughs> good thing that ever came from yeah. me getting rolled out of your class was watching you guys do the 5.5 five twice. Twice. Like within four days. It was horrible. Oh, miserable. Miserable. Brutal. But then, you know, you get through that. You get through the shitty nights and the dives and the days and the, the, the whatevers. And then you get to... And then, you know, you get into the, some of the cool stuff. I remember seeing my first MP5 with the range of San Diego. And then you're flying to the island. You're like, yay, this is it. This is going to be an awesome 40 days. Oh, God. I would have done Hell Week three times in a row as opposed to doing Man, the island. island oh. dude. Awesome's not the word I'd choose. Oh, it just sucked. <laughs> it was it so sucked. awesome. Brutal. <laughs> well, we had a, well, I had a dude that kept fucking up. Um, he was losing his mind. Like, he, he was personal life stuff and he needed to be rolled but he's he's my swim buddy on the island and and on the island every if you screw up it's every hour on the hour hit the surf yes and i'm his swim buddy so i'm going with him and i'm getting pissed at this dude so this happens a lot and um i kind of i remember that uh, uh, one of the one of the teams i don't remember which west coast team came out to train and they had an explosive go low order and they didn't they didn't double it so you got to wait what 72 hours yeah. or whatever to, and so you can go out there and disarm it so there's 72 hours we can't get wet Oh, which is a godsend. God. Well, my swim buddy uh. fucked up again, and I remember the instructor going, "All right, you two, you're getting damn it. Well, we can't hit the surf every hour on the hour." Right. And, I, and I instantly just said, "I will hit him with the hose every hour on the hour, twenty four hours. <laughs> I got this. Let me do it." <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> yeah, dude! Then, so then you finish the island, and then it's it's the last week where you're walking around getting your service record together. Yeah, and you got Bad your week, team man. assignment. And it's like holy shit! I'm gonna I'm gonna get I'm, to a seal. I'm actually team. gonna get do this now. What do I do? Yeah, I have to be a seal. Fuck. Yeah. So yeah, and then you know that's and then that's it. And then East Coast Seal Team Two, and and right. it, and then it, like the whole thing was gonna be four years. But you know, I met the guys before you know it. You, you get your trident. You you do a deployment. Um, you come back. You're not a brand new. What did you guys do for your first deployment? Uh, I did a marg uh, uh, on the USS Austin. Oof. And the Austin was an Austin class ship, meaning it's the first one. Yeah. So that's a flat bottom ship. And I am so lucky that it was my first deployment because I didn't know any better. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. So we did that and we come back, do another one. But then it's like that's it. Um, I'm not ready to go back home. Yeah. I got to stay with these guys. Right. So I stayed. And then you you know you're in that enlistment. Nine eleven hits. Like, well, shit, I can't go home to Maloney's now. No, nope. I got to fight. Yeah. And then you go fight. And then, you remember where you were when? Yeah, on that I was day? actually on deployment with Team Two. Okay. I was in uh, in in Germany at Stuttgart at uh, Unit two. two. Yeah, and we're up in ops. So it's about what's it, about two two p.m. when it hit. Cause yeah. We were ahead. And um, you know, sending emails like you do, and then you're like, they said, hey, a small plane just hit the North Tower, and everyone kind of looks up, and, and you're like, that's a big building, and that's a huge hole. Yeah, this is an issue, and everyone's kind of talking. Second one hits, and everyone's like, "Did, did you see that? That yeah. was a second plane." And someone said Al Qaeda. It's like, "Oh shit, it's on, it's on now." The, every no more J sets. Yep, we're going somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how. I mean, that, and you know, and that's like the that's the blink of an eye. That and everything changed. Everything. I mean, I mean, I the mean, whole everything from attitude. the trips, the attitude. Yeah, there wasn't any getting out then. No, and they do it right. They the way but the, the distance on buds as opposed to when you join, you, you come back to your first deployment. You're you're ready to rock and roll. It's time to get out. 
like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll just read this one more time. Yeah, and then, yeah. that's that's how it is. It yeah. times are just perfect. So yep. uh, yeah. no, mine was in the middle of my first platoon. It was like, all right, you know, you can get an extension, or are you going to get out? And I was like, nah, I'm doing another four yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, it even got real in the training because then you got the first few guys that go over to Afghanistan. Now they come back and, hey, by the way, that stuff, stand up and pirouette. Oh, yeah. and None of it hey, works. We're done. None this, of it this works. This is called shoot and scoot, and you keep your fucking head down. <laughs> <laughs> that was when you had those E5s coming back, and then the Master Chiefs in training, it was like, sir, that's not how we do it. It happened yeah. right, yeah. Yeah. right, right away, away like, dude. That's how we do You can't do that over there. No. Yeah. You stand up, you're getting hit. Yeah. That's it, I, man. I that's I when remember. you saw that huge influx of all the head shit at, at, when we were KMB, that sign T three stint said never before have so few been led by so many or whatever it was. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, I know, I know this, yeah. But that's got to be a weird thing for, I mean, and they got to feel bad for the, the Master Chief. Absolutely. He's, he's been in 25, 26 years, but never seen shit. He's never seen shit. Now he's trying to train. It's like, look, I was just there, and this is how it is. Yeah. And and, and they struggled with that, Oh, they man. still do. That's, oh, why they for, yeah. that, that's why they wrote that ethos. Yep, for sure. Good that's point. why they did it. Good point. Good point. All right, so as you're... Your career's evolving. You go over. You get through. You're at command. Did did your perspective start changing as the op tempo picked up? Did you start feeling uh, the effects? Because a lot of guys that we bring on that that have been that did a lot of stuff, they talk about starting to hit that period of where man, I'm feeling it, I'm feeling it, I'm feeling it. Or did you just have that front sight focus and we're just gone? I like to think that I had the front sight focus and everybody there did just because all we knew were team guys. Yeah. And they were all doing the same shit and nobody was special. It's like, hey, man, I saw you made headlines last night. He's like, yeah, sweet, you want to hit the gym? Yeah, let's do it. And everyone's kind of doing it. And and, uh, I mean, it was was cool at first too because when when I first, the first deployment um, in uh, 2005, the very first mission I went on, I'm, I, I've been watching the news that there's going to be suicide bombers around every door. So I'm, I am, you know, and you can't live at that rigidity. No. And, but I'm watching one of my senior dudes there who'd been an operation, Operation Anaconda, Silver Star there, and just gotten the shit with Al Qaeda. And he was just the way he was moving, so smooth. Every, and I'm like, I just remember thinking, all right, I want to be like him. Totally. So I just pretend I'm that cool, but then slowly you start to realize, right? Fake <laughs> it till you yeah, make it. Yeah, exactly. No, that's exactly right. Fake it till you make it. And then my next, so true, I think my right? next deployment was into Iraq. I'd never been there. It's like, oh shit! Now this one's definitely suicide bombers. But I got to pretend I'm that cool and just watching the older guys. And then you get kind of get used to the shit, and then uh, and then you you do get used to the tempo, and you're with your guys. Now you're to the point where you're seeing what the enemy's doing, and you're going to adapt to it. You're going to change your tactics, and and it's like the whole thing. Okay, we definitely have rules that we're going to follow, but once we change them to, to you know. To a better rule, we're all going to change that. that that's the SOPs, right. the standard operating procedure. We're going to follow that, and then it just became natural. And then it almost gets to the point where you're, the team is so good, you're almost wondering if you're missing it. Yeah. Are we fighting someone that's not Al Qaeda because we're destroying these people? Yeah. And then it just gets, but then as it goes on, I remember talking to some of the strength coaches over at Dev Group, and they were like, "You guys don't notice, but everyone here's changed. You guys are not the same as when you got here." Well, how could you be? Yeah. It's, I mean, but you don't recognize no, it, no, right? No, no, I didn't recognize it until yeah. I got out. Yeah. Like, well, when I got out, um, I was up in D.C. We had some friends come up that were still in, probably still in now, and we're having a, having a beer in D.C., and, and I was explaining to them this. I'm like, you know you know, you have a dangerous job. And my buddy Kevin goes, I, what do you mean it's dangerous? I said, okay, um, I'll give you an example. Even in training, when's the last time you jumped a bundle? And a bundle, for those who don't know, is 
it's like putting a Coke machine to your chest with a 10-foot tether, pushing it out, and skydiving. That's a bundle. <laughs> and the, the, the bundle's full of extra right. gear. You got extra comms, extra bullets, extra grenades, whatever. The people can't. And so you're jumping a 500-pound tube. And its job as you free fall is to kill you. Like it, you're fighting this thing. <laughs> so like, right there on the oh, yeah. And then you land that, and, and you land with that damn thing connected to you. Okay. So Holy I, shit. I said, Kevin, when's the last time you jumped a bundle? He said, that's funny you bring it up. Cause it was last week and it was a water jump. So when I left the plane, I started thinking, did I put enough flotation in this thing? Or is it going to take me to the bottom of the ocean? I ended up in Davy Jones's locker. And I said, that's a dangerous job. <laughs> That's my point. <laughs> but they don't understand it. So, no. And then, you know, once I get out and you like reflect back, it's like, wow, that's something. But you could, you could sort of see it. And that's, you know, part of the reason that I got out at 16 and a half years is because it's like, you know what? Complacency is going to get me. We, you know, we just killed bin Laden. Extortion 17 went down. We yeah. lost 31 Americans. Um, and then, I, you know, I had one more deployment. It's like, um, that's it. That's it. But yeah, I, I recognize it eventually. Well, we, you know, we just came through the anniversary of that again. And, and what, what always fascinates me is how we were at the top of the oh, world, yeah. right? Yeah. We, in our community in particular, we, you know, what you guys had done, I, I just remember feeling so invigorated. I, I remember I called my buddy who had just finished green team and I call him up and I'm like, Hey man, you know, congratulations, what's going on? And everybody's stoked and, you know, great job. And then two couple months couple later, months, yeah. we go through. I get I get asked a lot about, um, you know, because uh, uh, in, in your naval career, what are your regrets? And I'm not a big believer in regret. Yeah. Um, but I said one of my regrets is I went to uh, Robert J. Reeves' house um, right before he deployed with Gold Team. And he said, uh, he, he popped open some wine and said, do you want some wine? And, and I, of all people, said, no, nah, I'm not drinking tonight. <laughs> What? Wait, and, what? Yes, Rob? I know, right? Rob? And so he poured himself a glass, and he kind of looked at the table holding red wine, and he said, you know, one of these days, a lot of us are going to die on one of those helicopters. No. And my regret is that I didn't have that mm. glass of wine, because obviously He's, Rob was on Extortion 17, and he, yeah. he died. And uh, yeah, but we went from the, the top of the top of the top to, from planning missions to planning funerals, and it's just, it was just a, it's still hard. I mean- Our generation, man, it's, you know, fighting the longest war, I- we, we just don't take, we do take our one or two casualties, but when it goes bad for us, it goes real bad. Oh, yeah, it does. And like, you don't really notice that until you, until you get out the tempo and like what you were talking about. And it, it is something, man, you don't think about it as a dangerous job. It's the life. That's it's what like you do. the life I'm in. And that's that's what they train us to do. That's what the silly is, right? Well, that's what we do. We go to war and we come back. Live in our fears. And I what what I see, and especially in what I'd like to just pivot a little bit now, because you've mentioned getting out. Yeah. And you know, and, and we've talked a lot about transition. We all, every time we have guys on, we talk about transition and, and it's a very challenging time. I mean, for all of us in a certain way and to, to go from these extreme highs of deployment, home, deployment, home, deployment, home. Now, all of a sudden here you are trying to figure out what the highs and lows are, what it all means, how to fit into this world where nobody yeah, yeah. has a clue what you're talking about, feeling, or anything. How was it for you? Well, it was, it was, I was fortunate because I extended. I was supposed to get out in, in January of 2012, which had been a few months after the Bin Laden raid, but I extended for a full year. So when I got back from my 12th or 13th deployment, I was able to, I had, I had a bunch of leave, you know, terminal leave, and I was able to get paid by the Navy and try to figure out what I'm going to do. Right. And uh, I was fortunate to have mentors in places like D.C. and New York that, that got me in touch with people that made me realize that what I learned in the teams is um, 
is um, stress management, problem solving, team, how to work as a team, and loyalty to mm-hmm. to the mission, not to just my resume. But what I also learned the hard way is that now this this is with a lot of special operators, especially is when when you're in. You get a bunch of these big wigs up in New York that want to take you to dinner, and they talk this, and you're like, "Oh, cool! When I get out, they're going to hire me." But that ain't—that's not the no. case. Not the case. No. And so, yeah. So, uh, don't you know? And I had a, everybody wants to tell you to your face. Yeah. Hey, I—I've got you. I've got you. Yeah, but, <laughs> but oh, then, oh, they don't. You call and, them, hey man. I, and I tell you what, you give them the, you give them what they want for free. You're never going to hear from them again. Ever. Yeah. But uh, um, so Ooh. there was a hard transition. I was able to get into some certain things, uh, and that's what I started my foundation, Your Grateful Nation. Yeah, uh, yourgratefulnation.org. That we do just that. We transition, and not just Navy SEALs, but Rangers, Green Berets, uh, a lot of TF 160th pilots, uh, um, uh, Marines. Uh, we're at special operations now because we started small, but like we'll do any veteran we can in certain spots. But that's what we tell these guys that are still in. Because I have guys now that would say, well, I can't do anything. I can go into a room and shoot a bunch of people. I'm like, well, and you're very, very good at that. I've seen it. <laughs> Bang up job. Whoever taught you that. But, but then we, we, but they'd rather go to war than fill out a resume. Yeah, and they don't know. Like the best thing the Navy says is, "Don't wear your core frame with your with your suit, and make sure your medals match." That's Not, their separation. That's it. Well, and I use this analogy is like you know you teach a person to walk a hundred miles into the woods, right? And not in the normal woods, into the deep, scary, nasty, horrific woods that want to kill you every step. Woods. What does that individual have to do? They have to walk a hundred. 100 miles back out, 100 miles in, 100 miles back out. But there's not, and there's no two year pipeline to teach a person how to come out of that. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. One minute you're, you're in the mix, and the next minute you're a freaking civilian. Yeah. I, I was, one minute I was a Navy SEAL instructor. The next minute I'm living at my parents' house. I'm $10,000 in debt. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. weird when your ID doesn't work. <laughs> but but what's, uh, what's unique about this though is on the opposite side, a lot of these employers were, and we're putting these guys in like managerial level, major prod project type stuff. These CEOs, COOs can't, they can't find people with these qualities. They're not teaching them in college. So what we're doing now is making that introduction. Like these guys couldn't meet them. They couldn't meet them. They 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 put them through like a nine month uh, uh, mentorship. Yeah. Then they hire them, and our guys are like a ninety eight percent attrition for, for for getting promoted to a better job. Right. There's nothing so that, the Navy still can't learn to do. That's for it, that's sure. It. And, that, that, mm-hmm. and that, the, 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 like the knot tying thing, they're going to drown before they can't tie the fifth knot type so. stuff. <laughs> and that's what these guys do. And they come in there, they learn this, and and. Uh, Everything the way it starts with us at your grateful nation is we ask the vet where do you want to live, what do you want to do, and then we introduce him to that, and then the, it works out. And we just put a guy a, a guy through yesterday. What was the trigger for you that made you want to start something like just this? the fact that I could keep the lights on? Um, because you know you, you got a mortgage, you got kids, child yeah. support in my case. You got You better figure some shit out. Right. Um, uh, Marcus actually called me a, a few months into it. He's like, "Hey man, Navy's not going to put food on the table." So. Um, Figure yeah. out what you're going to do and, and be serious about it. And, you know, I found a few things that I could do, and then I'm able to help other guys do their stuff. So it's a, I mean, the, the, the transition is almost scarier than combat. Oh, my God. Because, well, we've all done it. Yeah. yeah you know, I mean, it's room. it's crazy. And yeah. I, but, but what I love to see now is people finally really understand hey, our never quit moments, uh, although when they hear, in particular, you guys tell your stories, people are like, holy shit, right? But it's the other stuff. It's it's what I'm that 
hey, that's, and you say it all the time, right, Marcus? That's what I was trained to do. That was my life. This is what I wanted to do. It wasn't anything. I love doing it. It's now when I can't do it anymore. Try to explain it, Mel. It's not like a trip to Disney World that we're living in. I mean, you kind of, you leave the house, you go to Disney World, you have that highs and lows and those rides, you come back and it's to a different life, normal, but you still have your ups and downs. And with us, man, we deploy to Disney World and we come back to it, you know, we're because we're training to go Disney to Disney World, if you will. And it's when your life constantly revolves around the one thing and the problem it's Sierra and land specialists, right? So guys are obviously good at the land part because that's what we've been farting around for the last 20 years. If right. It was a water war or winter, whatever. Mm-hmm. We, we talked about this, man. Yeah, it, it didn't. And I was covered from high ground. I mean, uh, out of coming out, I mean, I had a purpose and a plan and some orders. Yeah. But two years, man, I just—I don't know what it was. It's hard to even put it into words. What's going on was when they when they snatch you away from those guys. Is what it is, you're like totally <laughs> can't breathe real good. You know, they they have a strength that I have as a weakness. That was for me. I felt completely alone. And, and a tough one. Uh, well, even like the the skydiving trips, you know. After you get done a few jumps, you're at the bar with 20 of your best friends. Totally. That's not happening anymore. Just little, little creature comforts like that, you know. For it's sure. Right. Yeah, it is. One of the things, we've talked to a lot of people, and we talk about this transition topic, and purpose, finding a new purpose after that transition seems to be the key. It is a tough one. Right. What's Yeah, what's the purpose? What, what are we going after? Yeah, what's that, Rob's purpose? What is your purpose? Are you still working on finding that? Was it difficult well, no. I mean, now is now now the the best email I get, hopefully twice a week, is when we transition a vet to a second career, and hearing from the family that it's 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 not a like, hey, I got a job. Uh, no disrespect to anyone, like driving the beer truck or or whatever. It's like mm-hmm. my family has a second career. That's that's what I want to do. That's that's what I love doing. I, obviously, I do other stuff to, uh, um, you know, to keep to keep the mortgage paid and hopefully get a retirement right. type thing too. And you know, I I get on TV quite a bit too. And that's the reason for that is just to try to tell people the truth not be a partisan politician, but like, Hey, here's, here's what's happening. And here's what I think we should do. And that's, by the way, I have to let you know, I always got a smile on my face when I see you up there, brother. (laughs) That's cool. All right. So your, your purpose now, have you found one of the things right within the military is everything's so regimented, right? Everything is done. It's lined up for you. You know what's coming. You, you know, everything's scheduled, especially where you were at. It's, you know, mm. it's down to the second. Now in your life, you know, and I know you're doing 300 events a year. You're still killing it in terms of your time commitment towards this. Is there a part of you, and I know you recently got married. Congratulations. Yeah, I'm really, that made me so happy to see that, brother. Um, is Do you feel like time is still controlling your life as much or are you starting to get a hold of that? I think there is that feeling because especially getting out of the military, the most powerful thing you can learn is how to say no. And you need to do that because there's a lot of snake oil salesmen out there. Just nope, not doing it. Like people say, you know, you can, you can come down here for this. I'm like, I'm going to pay myself this much to not come because I'll just sit on my couch. I don't need to be there for that. Right. Uh, that. And then the, uh, the big one too, especially we were talking about today with the, uh, Social media, the negativity, the way people like to think, and the kind of getting that thing, um, screwing up. Um, you're going to fall down. Yep. Get up. You know, why did I fail? Look yourself in the mirror and own it. Um, when you screw something up, fix it. And the best advice I give people is get over it. Fast. Get over it. Yeah. That's it. Try well, not to do it again. There are well, definitely some things we get accustomed to in the, in the teams when there's no cameras around that when you do it in public, they're like, oh, yeah. Look, oh, yeah. 
Don't yeah, do that. Well, I mean, you guys, I mean, you're under the microscope at a level that nobody else has to, to face. And what's interesting is, you know, in any other circumstance, in any other way, you, you know, you, people would say, all right, you messed up, get back in, no worries. But somehow you're held to a different standard. Whereas in the teams, you know, it's part of it. I, I remember I'd get in trouble, and the one rule is, hey, if you mess up, fess up, Roger, bring it in, and oh. your chief or whomever is going to get your back. You're going to get your, you know, your little, you're yeah, get yeah. a little, little slapped, mm-hmm. but at least it's going to go over. But, man, out in the civilian world, and in, in, in your, when you're in the public eye, such as you guys are in a significant way, and this negativity thing just lingers and lingers and lingers. And it's almost that it 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 becomes a never quit moment itself. Oh, it, is. it is, yeah. I mean it's if you have thick skin, fine, but just the best thing you do in a negative moment is just separate yourself from it and don't don't give it any air. Uh, like the social media thing where people will say the nastiest shit just so you can respond so they can get followers. Like weird stuff like that. And you know, mm-hmm. a lot of anonymous just don't even invite it in. Like like we were saying today, you, worst thing you can if you want to be positive, get off social media for three days. Like, <laughs> see what happens. Uh-huh. See what happens. Dude, there are actual studies of it that it affects your blood pressure. It oh, affects I, uh, I guarantee dude, it you're does. sleeping. It enhances your digestion. Everything. I mean, it well, is literally people are taking everything so personally. Oh my god! And it's, you it, know what's so funny too? Of all the haters, I've never run into one. <laughs> like everyone in the real world, so damn that speaks volumes. Just, by the just way. respectful. <laughs> never, <laughs> never. I mean, even team guys that disagreed disagreed with like the the book that I had approved by the Pentagon. Yeah, I had a, I had a team guy come to thing and he and he, and he said I I know I disagree with this and this and this and and I said well here's what I did and it was all by the book and he's like, and he just told me he didn't agree with it and he said but you did it the right way and so be it and and, and that's it. Yeah, I mean for me because. And, and, and I'm, I'm, you know, this is a personal thing. I love you like a brother. I've known you for, we were cracking up our 22 years. It's the same way I feel about Marcus is, man, there's so much negativity that we have survived in our lives, right? What sense is it to continue it on in our lives, man? Well, we have a second yeah. shot at living in a very positive I remember positive having one way. of my first... The difference is that world that we occupy in the beginning, it was physical pain and manipulation. And that taught us, especially taught me, man, that the only thing that can affect me is it had to be physical, not words. Right. We kind of sure. shotgun past that part. No, but, yeah, yeah. but I mean, too, I, one of my first bosses at, at, uh, at DevGrew, he said, you know, when this whole thing's over, we're all going to get out and... One of us will be the CEO. We're all going to be millionaires. And what's funny is we could do that. For sure. But guys don't want to work together. And no. it's just too bad. Because I've, I mean, I, I get a lot further being positive than being negative. And there's just, just put that bag of bricks down, man. Exactly. Absolutely. Rob, but before we, we, we get, you know, we wrap this up, you know, let's talk a little bit about your daily routine, right? What are the things that as you're going through and you're doing all the stuff that you're involved in, what is the thing that you know that keeps your brain healthy? That keeps your soul healthy? What do you do every day to just stay in that positive frame of mind? The positive fra- frame of mind comes with comes with getting your heart moving. Get uh, do do something. You know, do, do uh, doesn't have to be an hour and a half workout. Whatever you can get out and do. But uh, um, yeah, just the, the, get get the workout going. Um, write stuff down. 
get on the computer and just start. Are you a big writer? Yeah, Marcus writes. That's how I got uh, a lot of the stuff from my book, The Operator, was because my dad told me. My dad, who's been with me for everything, he, he said, uh, just keep a journal. Write some stuff down every day because someday you'll write a book. I'm like, Dad, there's no war going on. No one's ever going to want to buy my book. <laughs> then I had all this stuff. But again, just go, go over there and, and even if you're frustrated, type type the, the, the message to someone you're mad at, but don't send it. Yeah. Just keep it there. And if you're still mad in 24 hours, send it. Maybe right. it's worth it. Mm. But I'm just get out there. And for me, at least, it's amazing how the, the creative juices start flowing once you start looking at your words and changing what you're saying and, and you know, uh, uh, using a th- thesaurus for a <laughs> better Is word. that how I talk? <laughs> <laughs> I sound like that. But no, but like, and like, I've actually uh, I've written a few op-eds for Fox News. Um, yeah. I, like, I'm not a writer, but I've written opinion pieces about military stuff and, uh, you know, certain holidays. And just, just getting out there and, and, and collaborating with people with just creative ideas, what, what kind of stuff we can come up with. And then regardless of the what people show on their outside, uh, people have struggles, all of us. We all have stuff on the inside Amen. that we're not showing. Um, chances are out there someone, as bad as you think you have it, someone's got it worse. And, uh, um, you know, it's a whole thing with, uh, you know, when you wake up in the morning, make your bed, and regardless of how bad today was, tomorrow's a fresh start. Yeah. And then it's minute by minute. It's meal to meal. It's just like the thing you do in Bud's. But, um, we, you know, we all have negative days, but it's like the whole, the whole thing is, uh, are you having a bad day or are you just having a bad moment you're milking into a bad day? Right. You learn from your mistakes. That's how we learn. We, we rarely learn from successes. We learn from mistakes. The whole get over it and, and try to adapt. Um, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of it. It's it, it, that, um, you're not having a bad life Yeah. and there are struggles and, and, uh, um, worst case, like if you get to a point where you feel like there's, there's, uh, nothing left, go on an adventure. Really? Yeah, well, I I got dumped by that girl in Montana. It would've been easy to jump off a building, but fuck it, I'm going to Coronado. <laughs> <laughs> I actually ran into her. I, I ran into no her at a speech way. I was giving. I ran into a speech. She was there, that girl that dumped me. No way. And, and she it's fine whatever's funny, but I said, you know, in a weird weird way, you're kind of responsible for, for the lot dying. <laughs> <laughs> right? The jet tripper out. Oh, awesome. All right, well What's coming up? What's next for you? Where where can people follow you? And what's 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 going on? I have for a, Rob? I have a website, uh, robertjoneal.com, and that's where you can find out all the stuff. You know, we we've got a couple different things. Um, you know, we have got the apparel stuff that we're selling. The the uh, we call it fix yourself because everyone's their own common denominator. But if we all fix ourselves, that we can uh, we can do we can do better. Huge thing. Yeah, and that's you know all that can be found at robertjoneal.com. I have rjoapparel.com. Um, the paperback for the operator just came out. Oh, congratulations, thank you, thank by you. the way, that's, that's, on that. Uh, happy man. about that. Um, I got a th- funny story, too, dude. And, uh, oh, and by the way, I need to say this. Um, I never called myself the operator. The book is about the life <laughs> of the operator. <laughs> I kind of realized as, the, as that was published, I'm like, Oh, this one's gonna sting. <laughs> I, I keep, I keep, see, you're all gonna fail eventually. <laughs> so I just get over it. Nice, no, because because nice. my book too is it's not it's not about the Bin Laden raid. That's in there, but it's about the guy, the kid that you met from Butte, Montana, that can't swim, that with a positive attitude and great mentors, by the way, because you were there the day I showed up. Yeah. Um. You know, if you just keep moving forward step by step, you end up at places like Dev Group. You end up on some of the missions. You end up like one day, one minute you're in your four-year-old daughter's pre- preschool classroom, 15 hours and 46 minutes later you're in the Indian Ocean, then you watch your buddies rescue Captain Phillips. Yeah. You're in Bin Laden's house. Um, I was That's... on the base when Bo Bergdahl walked off. No way. On the base. We tried to rescue him 19... 19- I, an, <laughs> I had an army guy tell me one time, 
He's like, you're kind of like the Forrest Gump of special warfare, only you're not good looking and you can't run as fast. Like, <laughs> fuck was that? That's a low blow. But no, so it's called, it's called the operator because this is the life of the operator. Right. And everyone's got the, the, the issues they have, the, the, the shit they go through, the, the friends they lose. And th this is the guy that can't afford his own. He can barely afford his own mortgage and he's mowing his own lawn. And then he gets called to go do this stuff. Yeah. And that, so that's, that's the life of the operator. That's who they trust that with, right? That's the perfect way of looking at it. That one, yeah. It's not the guy with the degrees and nope. all this. Man, it's, it's the knuckle dragger from yeah, Montana the and the other the guys. Hmm? From Texas. The guy from Texas. Yeah. Yeah. That's Fall another over. great story, too, was uh, the first guy I ever met from Texas was in Bud's. Uh, and uh, he was my first roommate, one of my first roommates. And I said, uh, I said, hey, I, hey, I'm Rob. He goes, hey, I'm Wade. And, and, and I said, where are you from, Wade? And he goes, I'm from Texas. I said, all right. He goes, where are you from? I said, I'm from Montana. He goes, Montana. What uh, part of Texas is that? <laughs> <laughs> Damn shame he didn't make it. Yeah, wait, wait, I remember Wade. He wasn't very uh, sharp, yeah, yeah, he dude. Wasn't, uh, he was not I, I fired. Think, I think he legitimately thought yeah. Montana was part of Texas. I think he did, dude. <laughs> wait, what? Awesome. Well, Rob, brother. Yeah. Uh, from the bottom of my heart, man, I just... Um, you know, it's, I've wanted, I've been waiting a long time. Thank you for coming on the show, Absolutely. first of all. Absolutely, this has been great. Being part of our 100th show. Yeah, 100th show, that's like I was saying. 100th show. Out. <laughs> yeah, that's right, right? I, and just so our I had, listeners I, I, know, I, I asked Rob like 100 times, and he said, no, nope, it's got to be a big hey, show. And just, just, just for the record, because <laughs> some of us get heat for writing books, I was waiting for either the 100th show or Marcus's sixth book. <laughs> <laughs> just reminding him 100 times that it was coming up. And, uh, <laughs> oh, dude. But, but you know, for me, um, to you know, I, I often talk about that those seven guys, you know, in that boat on that long day, and uh, I couldn't be more proud of you. I couldn't be more proud to know you, what you've done in the, the Isn't that crazy to think about? No, I remember when you said uh, one of the first nights where I remember you said, All right, it's going to be a long week, let's uh, get to know each other. And we just started right? telling stories, and about we ourselves. told stories yeah, the yeah, whole yeah. time. I'm gonna tell the. Remember the when Wojo kept falling asleep. Yes. Yes. And we and and finally Bing smacked him in the head with the paddle, <laughs> dude. And then Bing took a dump off the front of the boat, dude. <laughs> that was our hell week. We man. we treated Wojo like he was the only guy that fell asleep. Oh my god, we all were out. Right. Oh, so funny. Yeah. But that was it. It's been such a privilege. Yeah. Thanks. This yeah. has been great. Thanks for having Thank me. Seriously, awesome. Dude, all I kept thinking about, one is, holy shit, here is an, a, a kid from Butte, Montana that went from running away from his girlfriend or just going, not running away, but, but changing his life out of getaway, out of that heartbreak to the guy who shot Bin Laden. I'm thinking about that in my face. And then all of a sudden, I... I go to this bigger space in perspective that for me, what happened and all that changed the day at nine 11 when it happened. And I was, you know, working in Pakistan near that time around that time. And what happened then? And the poignance of that moment in history for all of us. 
and and for America itself, the closure that exists for a nation. Well, I think war is kind of the only time, and the the victory of war is the only time when everybody in the country is happy about one thing. In a football game, even people are going against each other, and this is one event that drew everybody together, especially after all those years. So, yeah, you're you're right. And, and you got a funny story about that, don't you? And the other day, I was up, Melly and I were up at the um, Boxing Hall of Fame induction. Jim Gray got inducted, and congratulations, right. sir. You earned it. Thank you for all the great memories, and he, he guys just all time. But we were sitting in the audience, and the uh, the president of Fox News and his wife were there, and somehow we were we started talking shop or whatnot, and a name got dropped. Long story short, Natalie, we we wound up on that day, right? And but he, I know the story from the operator side, right? Yeah, I'm hearing yeah. from the media side, right? And apparently, his wife runs the show; she's the boss. <laughs> I was like, "Hey, brother, I know exactly what you." <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. I'm, okay, we're gonna get along famously. And she, along, she looks over and says, like, "Send Geraldo right now, right now." Cause you know Geraldo, boy. <laughs> oh yeah, he gets fired <laughs> up. Hey, man, that's that's a great thing about him. No matter what he does and, and whatever he's covering, it's it, it is what it is. But when he gets to cover an event that fires, everybody's fired up. You know, good on America. Yeah, kind of deal. It brings everybody together. That's he's the, dude you the guy. <laughs> he is the, the guy, guy man. Said. He gets. You gotta admit, man, the guy's in passion, and he's able to translate that passion on Through screen. Journalist. And I think what we really saw in that moment was the passion of America, right? And, you know, those scars of that day and, and are, are significant. And some of the, my favorite footage is, is watching Rob meet those people, right? People that lost their friends on 9-11 in New York City. In fact, you know, my new girlfriend, her best friend lost her brother, on that day in, in one of the Twin Towers and some other people I know. And, and, you know, I remember the first time I got to see Rob when he came out of the shadows and the embraces of these people and what that meant, right? That, you know, and it wasn't that it was Rob and Rob is the first always to admit, hey, man, I was just lucky where it happened in the stack. It was sheer luck. It wasn't me. It was it was a thousand people. That's in, that, that's certainly very important to remember. The blood, sweat, tears sacrificed by hundreds and thousands of other people that led to that moment. And you know, Rob be the first one to tell you that he always says that. Anytime we ever talk about it, he always mentions that. You know. Well, I mean, we got hit and. People who were in the towers that fell, they had family members, and those family members had kin. And I mean, there's no way it doesn't bleed all the way down to the south, right? I mean, everyone was affected by that moment. Even if you weren't there, all the TVs were on it. And in our job description, I mean, we lived it. That was that was our life. That was that starting line, right? And, and our uh, deaths. We've all lived through, even as time progressed, and we're still fighting the wars, and we're keeping that part from the civilian populace so they can go on about their lives. They're still reeling it because we have to come home. Right. And when it, when it's like our our sports team won, we won. You know, America was, yeah, won well, in that, that, that moment. Because no matter how, how what direction the wars went, man, the, old, the one goal you could point to and say, this is what we definitely need to get done, is that one. Yeah. A hundred percent. I completely agree. And and when you think about those moments of never quit, it really was profound, right? Wizard, you had 
literally hundreds of thousands of people, whether it was analysts, whether it was uh, support staff, people that served in the in the uh, chow halls and, you know, every operator that went down that led to a little piece, every interrogation, Mm -hmm. everything. It was this this crescendo moment for us emotionally that all came together in that one moment. And I think the significance of that is never to be to, to, to be lost. And I think, you know, it's one of those great times in our nation's history that we can really feel vindicated and, and the scars of, of true evil that they impressed upon us. Didn't matter how long it'd take, no matter where it was at, we're coming for you, man. You know, I'm talking about all that, all that work, all the, gen- the generations of fathers and sons that have come in to accomplish that one mission, to be the guy, the guys that were on that up to be able to do that. That's pretty heavy. I mean, I, Dude. I mean Dude. Oh, no matter where you look at it, because it's just even, even if our kids didn't know anything about that war, that was our life, right? I mean, it really, it like, that started in and ended right there. There was a big transition. It was like a weight lifting. It's like something changed, and it was like a good job, guys, man. Everybody who had anything to do with it, we. We did it. You know, we got it done. Absolutely. And one of the beautiful aspects that I always, the little nugget of, of, of something that really makes me feel good as a frogman was, you know, is how Rob describes all of those guys were committed to not coming back. They didn't think they were coming back. Yeah, one way ride. It was a one way ride. And for me, that really, that, that demonstrates the depth of which people that are truly committed to this country and to what we represent are willing to go. And this goes all the way back to the Revolutionary War when Washington crosses the Delaware with a bunch of barefooted farmers on Christmas Eve to go take on the Husseins and these mercenary fighters. They didn't give a shit. They didn't care if they weren't coming back. So that the lineage of that and that commitment, you know, it just makes me so proud not only to be a SEAL, but it makes me incredibly proud to be an American and what we have in this country. So Amen. I would like to first thank, you know, Rob, uh, every single one of the guys that was on that op. I want to thank that woman who never quit on finding out where he was. I want to thank all the people that supported every time that went up to that. I want to thank every operator that ever participated in that war. I want to thank everybody that had any contribution to helping those operators do their mission, do their job. Man, thank you. For, for allowing that to happen. I want to thank our listeners, you know, and hopefully in this hundred show, <laughs> dude, one hundred, bro, hundred. Can you believe it? It's <laughs> nuts, man. I mean, it really hits you hard. I mean, we're podcasters and we're bringing messages like Rob and we've done it a hundred times and we're going to continue that mission. We're going to keep doing it because our mission now is to serve you all who listen over and over, you all who are struggling 
to try and find your never quit mindset, to try and find your never quit spirit. You know, this is why we're doing it. So thank you. Um, I want to thank God. I want to thank Christ. I want to thank my family. Uh, and lastly, I want to thank you too. Um, in all honesty, you know, I, I used to, I used to think that carrying that gun and wearing that bird was the greatest thing I was ever going to do with my life. But doing this show with you both and being able to deliver what we're delivering to millions of human beings every week it has, has transformed me in my outlook and, and, and how blessed I am and what I do for a living. So thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I want to say thanks to you too as well. You know, uh, this has certainly been a transformative experience for me and a real sea change, if you will, in how I evaluate the uh, purpose impact in my life. So I love thanks, it. Fellas. Yeah, good job to the crew who got that done. Man, that's just the coolest damn story. That's that's an immortal frogman tale, and it's just legendary. And you guys earned every piece of that. And ultimately, when we go out and do our business, man, the American people don't have a face to a target. Matter of fact, they don't have any idea about it. But they absolutely knew we were chasing that dude 24-7. There was always an op going down to get that joker. So congratulations to our generation, Americans. You know, we got we got hit and went down, and we we stayed in the fight, and we finished it. Finished it. Finished it. Good job, X-Men. Uh, I mean, <laughs> dog, it's just been a damn honor to walk among you. It, it's really something to see what, what our generation, when we got thrown into the breach, it's been something. 20, almost 20 years. I mean, 20 I had my 22 for you, right? God dang. <laughs> and we were talking, you want to you wanna look at a photograph that really take you back in time and blow your mind, go to the quarter deck at the Buzz Combine, look at our grad picks. Yep. see that to what it is now and it's, Kids. yeah man it's something right so god bless america right i'm out out